Us weirdos have to stick together this show where a couple of weirdos talk all about Chira and the princesses of power for the very last time. My name is Nobody, and I'm joined by the most wanted criminal on Etheria. It's Vivian. How are you today, Vivian? <laughs> it's been long enough doing the main show that you had to stop twice during that, huh? Well, it's like, I wanted to do a thing about how it's the last Chira episode, and I had written a way to insert it into there, but then I kind of stumbled over whether it, where it happened, so I had to go back and reinsert it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but I, okay, so I thought you had stumbled over Shira and Vivian there. <laughs> nah, nah, it was, because originally I was going to say, um, talk about, for the very last time, Shira and, the, but the syntax of that screwed me up, so, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's just a wash, don't worry about it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, jeez, uh, uh, it's been a yeah. month, huh? <laughs> uh, and it's even not, that's the thing, though, it hasn't been an entire month, though. <laughs> <sighs> uh, fucking god because like the last time we did a re- proper recording with this would have been the second because shit just kept hitting the fan there <laughs> multiple fucking times yeah uh, yeah yep <sighs> so for context for like did like what two people that listen to this without actually being in our discord and everything it might be uh, more than you suspect believe it or not i i guess with the number yeah with the amount of like uh, listeners per episode we have. But anyway, whatever. Regardless, uh, I was effectively homeless for eight days. Yay! Because <laughs> my uh, now previous apartment was a piece of shit. <laughs> and it was illegal because the fucking slumlord never bothered to actually make it be a real address. Which kind of had suspicions there from the start when I was like, wait a sec, no. He said this was Unit 3. Unit 3 is next to here. And then he was like, I didn't tell you it was Unit 3, this is a Studio. And it's like, A, you told me this was uh, Unit 3, and B, Studio ain't a real address for a house. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it was one of those, like, fucking, let's turn a house into separate units thing. Oh, love that. As I, as I later on found out, talking to the next door neighbor, when she, like, brought the housing authorities involved, which got all this blowing up the hell and back because they were like, what's up with this place? Oh, this is illegal. Uh, turns out that apartment was originally a greenhouse. I don't know how it was a greenhouse considering it was not made of glass. It had like, you know, it had like three decent sized windows and one really small window that looked down into like a back porch, but it's like, I don't know how do you have anything growing in there with that amount of windows, but uh, yeah, that happened on the sixth, and so I had to basically get as much of my stuff out that night that I could, at least like the essentials in terms of like some amounts of food, and like I definitely brought my PC and my Switch because fuck no, I'm not gonna leave that stuff there when I can't stay there. Yeah, for real. And had to stay in the hotel for a week while trying to find a new place. And fortunately, I found one within the next, the first couple days, and I got approved that following Monday to move in on Valentine's Day, which. It's still a weird coincidence that I've now moved into a, a new pl- uh, m- well, moved in general three times on Valentine's Day now in the last like 
decade. Because <laughs> <laughs> I moved back from Japan on Valentine's Day of 2015. I moved here to Connecticut. I technically started on the 13th and arrived in Connecticut on the 14th right. of last year. And now this. <laughs> so, they, what's going on? Did the city government or somebody at least reimburse you for the hotel stay? I mean, they just kind of kicked you out with no warning. So, how does... Uh, nope. Sure didn't. Uh, basically, the signage on the apartment said this is legal, called the number. I called them, and they're like, yeah, you can technically be in there to get stuff and whatnot, but you can't actually stay there, like, to sleep. And it's like, cool. Yeah, but that's not your fault. You were a victim of a housing scheme. Yeah, 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 you would you would think. <sighs> Somebody would give a fuck, but no, they did not. Jeez. My, my, my mom keeps telling me, you should try to push for getting it out of the landlord, and I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna. Because, like, the, the asshole tried to offer one of the other units in that shitty place, when it's like, first off, unit two, the front one, had the electricity turned off within, like, a couple days after that. So it's like, if I wasn't there, it's like, oh, well, I'm fucked again. And unit one, the top one, on the first floor, like, the top floor, it's one that he was basically advertising as a fucking Airbnb that apparently he was advertising it as a cottage on the river when it's like, we have like a small trickle of a river in the back of there. Well, that's standard Airbnb. Yeah, but it's not a cottage. <laughs> it's a house. It's the top floor of a house. It's not even the whole thing. But also, like, in the weekend after that, when I was getting more stuff out, there were people there. So it's like... My guy, you're offering me two solutions, one of which doesn't have electricity, and one of which you rented out to people. <laughs> so, your solution is bullshit. Fuck you. And also, I told him as much, being like, no, I'm not going to live in a place run by you because you didn't make this one legal. And also, you like, next door has been having no heat during, like, the couple, like, coldest days so far of the year when it had we had, like, a bunch of snow and, like, had, like, negative whatever degrees. Just in, like, the first couple days of February, or last of January, whatever it was, I forget. So it's like, I'm not gonna fucking stay in a place where I don't know how things are gonna be in general with this place. And also, it's like, you have these rando guys who are definitely unlicensed coming in at all fucking random hours having to get into my unit's hallway to get into the basement. Not giving me any fucking forewarning, and it's like, no, I'm not gonna fucking stay anywhere near this. Get, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get my money back. That's... I at least got the... I got the deposit back so far. He says apparently he has 30 days to do a full proper inspection of the place and give me my, my prorated February rent at this point. I don't think he's going to give that back. I think he hasn't said anything for like almost a week now. It was like he's already said he was supposed to be over there like twice now to check it out and he hasn't. So... Hmm. What the fuck ever? I'm in the new apartment. I only pay like seventy dollars more a month to actually have like triple the space and have a proper kitchen and a proper bathroom. Yeah, but you could still go after him in small claims if he doesn't follow through. Like, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's where it would have to go. And like, I'm pretty sure I'm being dragged into some lawsuit against him because I think Unit Three is gonna try to sue his ass for money. Nice, good. I might Do have, it. I might, I might have to give a statement about yeah. Spit in his eye. Yeah. Fucking asshole. But uh <laughs> that was uh that was a fun couple days. Yeah. Finding out that yeah. news when I was like I found out the news entirely because like I had to leave that front door unlocked this way building inspectors could get in and apparently my idiot next door had written down my wrong phone number so I didn't heard anything from her about what they were gonna 
like what they were discovering in the process. So around like three o'clock on that Monday, my brain starts going to, did this lady just fucking scam me or something to get people in here to steal my shit? Jesus Christ, I need to get over there now because I haven't heard anything, make sure nothing's been missing. And that's when I saw the sign on there, so it's like, okay, these guys actually did come here. This lady just had my phone number wrong. Nothing was missing, fortunately. Okay. So I was like, cool, well, now I need to... I, I basically had to like take 40 minutes off of work in the middle of the day to be like, hey, I need to get over there to make sure that my shit didn't get, get stolen. And then when I came, was driving back and got back to the office, I had to tell my managers being like, yeah, so I can't work the next couple days at work because I need to find another new apartment. <laughs> and I, I can't stay indefinitely in a hotel with this going on. <laughs> so I need to focus on that, and they're, like, understandable. Yeah. This was, of course, also coincidentally the same day that a new co-worker started, but I say that, meanwhile, she fucking left already after just two days, seemingly, <laughs> because she sure didn't show up for the rest of the week, more or less. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, she was, like, a single mom, and basically was spending, like, about $100 a week on Ubers to get to and from the office. Oh, jeez. Whoa, hey. Yeah. Yeah, so she was like, I don't know if I can do this, basically, that's, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> that's you like, can't do that. No. <laughs> it's like, you wouldn't th- you would have thought that she would have realized that ahead of time or something, considering that, like, there were days when she was like, yeah, I'll have to leave by, like, two, and it's like, lady, sometimes we get, like, 150 fucking pieces of mail, and I'm usually here till like, 8 o'clock working on that shit. You can't... <laughs> you have to figure out a solution. Like, I get that, like, again, your kid is a priority, but still... <laughs> Like, you shouldn't have offered, you shouldn't have accepted that job to begin with. At least, like, they, they, get a bus pass so you're not paying for Ubers every day. Or that, yeah, or that. But, yeah, I don't know. People don't think, I guess. But apparently they have another person who's supposed to now start on the 6th. So I get to train another person, or at least try to train another person. Okay, cool, cool. For for all I for but for all I know, considering I got diagnosed with COVID on January sixth and was homeless for a week starting on February sixth, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen that day now. <laughs> I might get in the way of that. <laughs> I mean, given your history with coworkers, with it's like fifty-fifty odds that it's just Jason Voorhees. Also, <laughs> also, uh, also that to be fair, yes. <laughs> I don't think I ever mentioned the shithead from North Carolina from that job I had before I moved here on this. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I think I so, yeah. I, I think he was mentioned in several of our earlier episodes. <laughs> he might, he might have, yeah, because I, I mean, we started back like a couple weeks before I was moving here to begin with yep. in 2022. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. Whatever. I'm sure our old episodes probably don't hold up much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's it's been quite something. At least uh, I have a proper home again. <laughs> it was not a fun time, but at least my mom came to help for, you know, she was here from Wednesday, that Wednesday the 8th, and then drove back early Wednesday yeah. the following week after we got all my shit moved in on Valentine's Day. And now she's already out in California for my niece's seventh birthday. <laughs> that at least she flew, but even then, like she was like, "Yeah, our flight got delayed, so we missed a connecting flight, so we didn't Ugh. get in until whatever time." So they gave us like sh- 
vouchers for like shitty uh hotels and food and by the time we got there it was like midnight and we had to get up by five to get to the airport for the other connecting flight so we had like three hours of sleep and it's like fucking jeez this is why i don't fly i don't <laughs> it's not it's from because of covid like every flight i have been aware of in the past three to six months has missed a connecting flight and i don't know what's up with that they didn't used to do that all I... the time I think I think isn't it still just because like so many people, especially like pilots, are just fucking sick all the time with COVID that none of them can be around really to have their normal availability. I mean that would make I sense. There was something, but... I thought there was something. I thought there was something about that in like the last half a year or so. Like uh, yeah, it's all fucked. That was a big problem for a while because they didn't have enough flight attendants. They couldn't get a uh, flights up in the air without them, and so they supposedly recruited a bunch more and got everything back on board, but, uh... Hmm. Yeah, who can say? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, fun. Um... Yeah, but but they flew out there way earlier than the actual birthday, just this way they basically have, like, five days of uh, quarantine <laughs> in the hotel. Well, that's good, at least. So, uh, yeah, like, I was telling her that, it was like, well, at least you don't have, like, a, an itinerary for the next few days, <laughs> so you can catch up on sleep, at least. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how she was like, yeah, I'm gonna go drive four hours to Connecticut to help my one kid, drive back four hours a week later, and then literally a week later from there, fly out to California <laughs> <laughs> for, for my, well, her granddaughter, my niece. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't, I, I mean, she's retired, so it's like, well, yeah, you got time, I guess. <laughs> uh, I definitely did not have anything anywhere near that exciting happen over the past <laughs> few weeks. Uh, exciting sure is a word to describe it. <laughs> definitely not harrowing, depressing, and uh, scary. <laughs> well, you know the uh, old curse. Seems yeah. like we're, uh, we're, we're sure living in interesting times. Yeah, I sure would love to live in presidented times for a change for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know how you know it's getting bad is that last week my mom called me and was like begging me to figure out a way to stay in Canada because she's afraid of what happens if I go back to Texas, so. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, like, she's never not been in my corner exactly, but she's also never been an alarmist about this stuff, so if she's calling me and telling yeah. me not to come back, like... Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> like, I, I at least can acknowledge that I was one of the fortunate, like, queer people to at least be able to get out of the South and all, but it's like, uh, it's just, feel bad for all the people that are stuck. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely something we're going through right now. I'm trying to figure out plans for the future, and since my partner still lives in Texas and owns a home there, it's a lot harder to figure out what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's that's also a problem, yeah, because it's like, you already have ties there, obviously. Because, like, you've lived in Texas your entire life up till the Canada stuff, right? Oh, no. Nowhere near. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 for some reason, I thought you were from Texas, I guess. No, no. Yours truly was born in England. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Duh, yeah, I remember yeah it's worse than Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez, you move from Turf Island to the fucking state being run to the fucking ground by Greg Abbott. <laughs> uh, it's it's a little more complicated than that. I've kind of been all over the place, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that's I can't I can't honestly say it. That's like a side grade or anything. <laughs> 
I guess it's a side great just from the fact that like at least U- the U.S. overall doesn't have a lot of like bullshit being passed on like countrywide level to try to eliminate trans people at least yeah. just yet. <laughs> at least we have the laws that allow us to say that these things are bad and not get sued. <laughs> yeah, compared to Turf Island. Jeez, if we were over there, we would have been sued so many times for this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, also, by the way, because we didn't get to say it at the time, because of all this bullshit, uh, fuck J.K. Rowling and fuck Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> As ever. That shit released between then and now, because again, like we said, it was three weeks ago now since we recorded. So, or recorded this at least. Uh, we'll get into that later, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, bullshit. <laughs> Just remember that Hero from Smash Brothers Ultimate casts more spells than you learn in Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> like, there's like barely any amount of like spells that you learn in that fucking game and even then it's like they're all just kind of variations of gun spell and it's like why What's the... <laughs> you probably learn you probably can learn like more different like space magic as like one of the like caster classes in mass effect actually now that i think about it at least in um, terms of doing a variety of different things right well no because there's 13 spells in hogwarts legacy so oh, okay yeah there's like six powers i think in mass effect three yeah. per class or something but it's like yeah but like even like the fact that all those different like powers do different shit as opposed to ah gun spell gun spell gun spell well how do i say this i'm not trying to defend the game but it is not all gun spells there are like three gun spells and ten ridiculously useless ones <laughs> oh yeah isn't there like two different levitate spells yep <laughs> It's like, why? Because <laughs> you have the one that's actually from the books, and then you were like, and let's make another one for reasons. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just really unpleasant and apparently pretty middling as far as games go, and yet it's become yeah. this cultural touchpoint because it's a thing that people I mean, are like... using to advertise their hate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like that game has just become like, well, you ever support trans people or you don't. Yeah, pretty much. But I yeah. feel like that's all uh, the airtime we need to give to that game because it's crap. And oh, also yeah. it's like uh, two weeks I mean, out of aside, from the fa- aside, for, aside from the fact that also referencing Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3, which got a bunch of bullshit for only having three endings, it still has more endings than that game. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter based on any decisions <laughs> overall. I mean, I guess Mass Effect also doesn't necessarily, <laughs> but still, they're all flavored. They're all different colors of a thing, but at least they're at least more different than yeah, maintain the racist status quo, or I guess maybe we'll work back to making the status quo be a thing again after we made this one stupid choice. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's wild how the uh, the big twist of the game is that uh, actually a wizard cursed another wizard and made it look like a goblin did it, so uh, everyone would kill mm-hmm. the goblins. Uh, it was a false flag operation. Mm-hmm. But then you figure it out, yeah. and you find out at the end, and the goblins are still the bad guys. Like, they're not good just yep, because they've are. been victimized yep. this whole game. Yep. Why would you do yep. that? You, st- you still fight the goblin as the final boss instead of the guy who did it. Uh-huh, yeah. Also, also your teacher dies no matter fucking what for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck that game. Fuck, fuck that author. Yep. Fuck WB for continuing to try to promote that stupid fucking 
I guess you can, uh, yeah, I was about to say series, and it's like, I guess you would call that series, even though it's really not. It's like, you, you just know they're going to make a Hogwarts Legacy 2, unfortunately. It's a franchise, but I don't know if they will yeah. make a Hogwarts Legacy 2. Apparently, this one didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. Well, that's good, at least. I mean, I, I definitely saw a lot of people being like, this game is going to sell, like, 10 million copies regardless in, like, the first couple days. Well, it's one of those, like, yes, it sold a big number, but it didn't sell enough to meet the expectations sort of deals okay uh, yeah okay good <laughs> it's kind of like how avatar 2 needed two billion dollars to break even even though the movie yeah. only cost like yeah or, <laughs> or or like how like square enix had like stupid fucking bullshit expectations for the tomb raider reboot and like called it a failure when it sold five million copies exactly yeah that time frame and it's like what the fuck are you all talking about this is like one of the best selling tomb raider games mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not actually actually now I need to know what is the most what is the best selling Tomb Raider game? <laughs> yeah, the yeah the 2013 reboot, 11 million units total. Yeah. As of as of this article was written on January 11th of this year. That, so yeah. That makes a lot Fuck of sense to me. as well. The reboot Fuck was really good. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they let's see if follow ups are not there. Not good. I only played that. I only played that first sequel, not the second one. I liked the second one, and I could not play the third one. I tried, I really did, but like the first 15 minutes of the game are just so over-the-top, brutally oppressive. Like, it starts out with Laura in Mexico City just doing a thing, and then there's an earthquake, and there's like graphic images of people being oh, crushed right, to death yeah. by this earthquake and then you yeah, fall into this tube this. and you're forced mm-hmm. to shimmy along the inside of a cave while laura is screaming in pain the whole time and it just there's so much stress yeah, and tension I, and horror on display i couldn't do it <laughs> like i i feel like they really took a backseat from the like let's beat the shit out of her approach for uh rise of the tomb raider was the second one right <laughs> uh, i think so yes Okay, yeah, for that second one. Compared to, like, especially compared to the first one, where it's like, you literally start that game with, like, fucking falling on a lead pipe, and it's like, how's this lady not fully dead uh-huh, immediately? Yeah. Or, or days later from infection. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Yeah, no. like, I... Even... And, and I mean, also, like, the various, like, different environmental ways you can die in that game, <laughs> in that first one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's not even, like... Sometimes a character gets hurt, right? And that's not what's bothered me about the beginning of Tomb Raider 3. It was more like the specific horrificness of the situations that they were putting her in that fast. Yeah. Like, uh, I, like no build up to anything, and then it's just immediately like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, immediately, within. I want to say this is within the first 15 minutes. She's having to, like, rip layers of her skin off to drag herself through this tunnel that's too yeah. small for her. It's just uh, nope, so no gross thanks. and horrible. And, gonna, yeah. gonna, have, gonna have to put a content warning on this episode already. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <sighs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, don't know. No, I don't know why we're talking about Tomb Raider. Right? I didn't play Because uh, we, we, we well, I, Oh, disappointing like, uh, video game sales, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Square Enix has, like, fucking unrealistic expectations of everything. I mean, like, this was, like, earlier this year where it's like, yeah, they've already killed off, like, five or six fucking live services games, and it's like, what the fuck do you expect, Square? <laughs> you put out, like, five or six live service games when it's like, pe- people only play, like, there's, like, four or five of them that people actually stick with, yeah. right? Because it's, like, De- Destiny, I guess World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV count. People play Sea of Thieves a lot. I, I kind of uh, Elder Scrolls Online is still pretty big. Uh, Warframe. Oh, is it? Uh, 
Oh, oh yeah, what Warframes? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like if it's like again, like I said, like again, like it's like five or six. I mean or Fortnite, of course. Maybe. Oh yeah, so Fortnite, so seven. So it's like people if they are into live service games they have the one they're playing already yeah you're not gonna like, do I, more I, than I, one <laughs> no you're not it's like i guess like you can kind of include splatoon 3 now since it has like they basically have like a three month long battle pass kind of equivalent in that game i think dc I think universe so. online still has a pretty good audience actually does it wow i thought that game was dead or something i know they're <laughs> still selling it like you have to buy it huh. it's not free to play so Hmm. Well then, <laughs> it's like I, I feel like Splatoon is like a different case though, just based on the fact that it's like I mean I guess all those games you have to buy, or at least most of them you buy. Yeah. Like because like because Destiny I think you only pay for the expansions. Fortnite's obviously free. Like Final Fantasy XIV's free up to like a level. Yeah. Amount and they've like made some of the older expansions free. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's like they they do stuff like that, but it's like I feel like Splatoon's like slightly like a weirder different category, and also it's like. Splatoon isn't really about, like, making your squid dab as much as it's cool to let your squid dab. <laughs> my, well, I mean, by Octo, not squid in this case, definitely dabs, and it's like, I, I've only gotten, like, a few, like, not even, like, any real progress in, like, the second catalog, what they call the Battle Pass, and it's like, it's gonna expire in seven days, and I'm just like, eh, this I really don't care, kinda. Yeah. Like, Splatoon 3 has kinda gone, like, a long time without updates. Like, it got one, but it wasn't that imp- interesting like the one that they're doing on the first to coincide with catalog 3 seems at least more interesting so it's like yeah maybe i'll get back in this platoon yeah i mean i, I still play it whenever i can do this but when the flat spots are going just because those are fun times and it's fun seeing everybody's silly fucking art like i mean of course obviously with the rock paper scissor one it's like all the people supporting big man with team scissors was like posting things about like girls love <laughs> because of course naturally <laughs> naturally scissors. yeah yeah, so like it's always interesting to get stuff. I didn't get to see the chocolate one though because I was in the hotel and my switch definitely was weird with the internet on the hotel internet because it always those are always the kind that you like you have to like go to like a website to say yes to actually get access <laughs> and the switch would not load it up in there all no matter what. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not gonna play this platform. Oh well, <laughs> not that not that I really would have had a lot of time to play it even if I could because we were running around packing shit and. Funnily enough, we were buying stuff before we even knew we had the place. Because <laughs> we bought we bought two lamps and a table and chairs for me for my new place before we even had confirmation. I was like, this this could all potentially have me go into storage if I need to temporarily move back to Pennsylvania, depending on this. Yeah. <laughs> Fun time. <sighs> but thankfully, that didn't happen, so I don't have to live under the roof of my transphobic dad. Nice. <laughs> yep. And fuck that guy too. <laughs> Speaking of fuck people. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. yeah. Uh that's been that's been my fucking February, I guess. <laughs> Have you been doing anything at all <laughs> during that time? <laughs> uh nothing worth talking about. I mean I could bring up Assassin's Creed again, but that's not worth talking. Uh, yeah, you see where I'm at right now. Like, you've been having all of this go on, and here I am saying, oh no, this yeah, last yeah, part of Assassin's like, Creed is bigger than I thought it was. Hey, hey Universe, not to, like, uh, wish ill will on my co-host and friends <laughs> here, but can we spread out this a little bit? <laughs> share, share the load as uh, Samwell, uh, not Samwell, Samwise, Charlie would, wait, no, ah, fuck, 
Samwell Tarly is from Game of Thrones. Samwise Gamgee is Game of is Lord of the Rings, right? Okay, that explains a lot. I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, 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 because again, it's like it's it's the two guys that have like it's like well, they're all just always just called Sam, <laughs> but then they happen to have a second part of their name that's like, yep, this is this is this fancy bullshit, the Samwell and Samwise. <laughs> at any rate, don't you worry. My mental health is still in a terrible state, and I'm still at risk of not graduating. So things are still possible. It's just my fault. <laughs> I. Yay? Question mark? <laughs> I said, you fair. wanted to share the load. Here it is. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of folks with terrible mental health who might not graduate, let's get to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a bad transition. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say about the graduate part. <laughs> she... the, the first part, the first part, sure. The second part... <laughs> Adora will definitely not graduate from high school. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, no. There was we. I'm pretty sure we said at one point that they absolutely had no education in the horde. No, for sure. <laughs> they have enough education that you can hack horde computers, and that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta know the important things for being able to, I guess, hack the very uh, real and totally not made up terminals that the Rebel Alliance would have, and not just have magic doors. <laughs> Actually, why? Why can't? Why did they teach people how to hack? I don't think they did. I think Adora <laughs> learned that somehow, like uh, surreptitiously. But, but, but somebody would have had to know that the teacher or show her stuff. Well, I'm assuming. Also, why would she bother to learn it? It's like she couldn't train herself on hacking while in the rebellion because they don't have terminals. They have magic shit. Well, that's true, but she already knew how to hack it when they went to the fright zone. Like this is something she knew from when she lived there. So my best guess right. is that but she and Catra figured it out when they were that. children running around causing trouble. <laughs> I mean, hey, we'll get into a lot of other stuff that they really uh, probably should have spent more time on and did not. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Shira, season five, episode twelve, heart, part one. And can I just say, like, the naming of these episodes has never been especially interesting, but this is the finale. Put some oomph on it. Yeah, it's 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 uh I mean, hey, I mean, not to throw shade on it entirely cuz I mean like we know that like the Avalos finale is watching and dreaming, but it's really that's because like they wanted to have thanks for them as the message yeah. for season 3. Well, thanks for watching. So it's like yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. What I say. You said thanks to them. <laughs> oh, oh, f- what I, I guess, uh fuck. <laughs> you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I fucking mean, but it's like yeah, it's like it's just one of those things where it's like that at least is like that's a phrase this is just like yeah it obviously is about like the heart of etheria in retrospect like when i heard that the finale was hard way back years ago i was like well, why would it be called hard i guess because the door braces being gay i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah okay so um we open in what i'm going to call the princess cave because it doesn't have a proper name and yeah, so everyone's just kind of sitting around and chilling. I actually really like this scene. It's just a very nice kind of evening, like the sort of thing you'd expect yeah. when all your friends come over and you're chilling on the beach and there's a campfire. It's it's just a nice polycule moment. We, are we supposed to assume that this is the same night or is like the following night? 
I have to assume like, this I, is I the following it, night because no way is everyone yeah, this cause, chill cause after I, the information they just yeah, got. Yeah, because because I'm because pr- I'm pretty sure from that scene near the end, everybody else was asleep and like they were just happened to see Catra get up and leave. Yeah. So it's like I don't think everybody would have woken up to just have a fucking jam session. <laughs> yeah, and later Glimmer does know that Catra is gone already. It's not a surprise. So. Uh yeah, fair. Presumably, okay, so yeah, this is the next like night. Exactly yeah. The next day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, there is a shot in this of Spinnerella and Natasa cuddling, and that is probably the most loving they have been towards each other the entire show, which is very sad. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, they get at least some more in it in this episode, in these two episodes. Yeah. But it's like, oh, they're making up for lost time of them just seeming like they don't like each other much. <laughs> the rest of this show. Yeah. But Adora's off in like a corner. She's got some curtains hung up to create like a separate partition and she's staring at herself in the mirror which uh i mean mood i've been there but uh, mm-hmm. what she's doing is examining this new 3d hologram tattoo thing and she's got her hair down for what i think might be the first time she's had her hair down as adora in the show I, it doesn't I last think she's had i think i think she's had her hair down at some other points like that time like in the start of season three because like i mean season two ended with shadow weaver looming over her and that they like immediately go into that with her being in like having been asleep beforehand maybe so like i don't know i know she-ra has definitely had her hair down but i don't remember adora doing it yeah that's that's just she-ra yeah that's she-ra's deal (laughs) uh she had her hair down it looked like at other points in season five because i remember this I, i googled adora hair down and this is like i think when they were on that planet where they met the star siblings that's what it looks like, because, like, they're, they're definitely on, like, a different planet, it looks like, with two moons and stars around. Huh. Well, I definitely don't remember that, but I guess this show has been nothing, if not an exercise, in showing me how bad my memory is, so... <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, so this this lasts, like, six seconds here, and then she just ties her hair up, and it's back to the business poof that just looks ridiculous but she's been doing it since she was four so she has to keep the same hair um and she tries to summon the sword. Have... <laughs> sorry i think she might have had her hair down in like the very second episode because i think they used that as part of her disguise early on because this looks like her and like her like basic horde outfit without the cloak or the fact without the jacket uh well when she was in the disguise she had the blue poncho on so because the blue poncho got well, yeah, pulled off it, and everyone it gets, saw it was a horde jacket immediately. Yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, but then it's like, but then she immediately has to like t- use the sword and everything. Yeah, hang on, I'm trying to grab this picture. Also, there's another one of her with her down in her, her jacket with sword. So, yeah. Uh, why can't I fucking? I forgot that you can't click and drag with Discord. For some <laughs> There's there's one and here's the other one. Like this looks like it's like super early in the show, right? Because like I mean they're in the Whispering Woods in that first one. Um. Unless these are edits, I don't. I know. think I these are edits. Yeah, this doesn't look right. <laughs> I don't know about Hang the on. second one, but the first one is definitely not from the actual show. Uh, yeah, even in the second episode. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is an edit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. When she gets disguised in the second episode, she's still got that hairstyle. They just throw a poncho on, so. <laughs> All right. But yeah, either way, doesn't. Uh, I, I, yeah, I still feel like we've seen her with her hair down at times more than just now. Well, I'm gonna go into it a little bit, but it's like a metaphor is the thing. 
because she ties her hair up because she has to be repressed all the time so she can't let it hang out that's being she-ra is like freedom for her that's one of the things that's going on here um <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah she tries to summon the sword and it just does not work but she can still turn into she-ra so that's confusing and she just sort of stomps out to the campfire and immediately kills everyone's mood uh just uh, walks in where everyone is getting high and playing banjo and just starts yelling about how Prime is getting close to learning how to use the heart to destroy the universe. <laughs> and also how their friends are getting more Prime-pilled every day. So, <laughs> just a real priority crasher. Yeah, I, I just like how you also describe it as playing banjo. And it's like, I know, obviously, it's Bo's playing the banjo, but you saying it as plays banjo, it's like, oh, Bo's playing banjo kazooie? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> it's actually a lute, not a banjo. I really should specify as much as I've gone uh, into the hope, details of our instruments hope, hope in this show. <laughs> hope, he, hope he's playing the best banjo kazooie, aka the last one. <laughs> and not the two that are, well, I guess I, I guess nothing bolts is still casually racist in a sense because Mumbo Jumbo is still there. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I forget uh, if they I forget if they had the Native American lady in that one. I think so. I wouldn't know. Yeah, uh, it is actually a loot. It's not a quote unquote loot. This is what it is. They just never say the name of it. So we're on the opposite side of uh, old timey musical instruments here, which is showing and not telling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Bo took skilled, he leveled up, he got an ASI, and now he took, yeah, he took uh, a musical instrument as one of his skill proficiencies. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Either way, like, the vibe in this room was absolutely that everyone was just getting high and hanging out by the campfire, and then Adora came mm -hmm. in and started just throwing this crap all over the place. But they cheer for her anyway, so I guess they're cool with it somehow. Uh, Entrapta has figured out the frequency that the Prime chips operate on, and she thinks that if she can get into a spire, she can broadcast a counter frequency, which will disable all of the chips at once. And while she does that, Adora's plan is to take the failsafe that they captured to the heart of Etheria and destroy it once and for all, so no one can use it to hurt anyone anymore. She specifically says that so Prime can't use it to hurt anyone anymore, but like, given how much trouble this thing has caused you, just <laughs> make that a blanket statement, kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, this way, Prime can't use it anymore, stares directly over a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that... Yeah, they sure just uh, glossed over the fact that she really wanted to do a genocide and almost got the planet destroyed against a genocide. Yeah, we don't have the time to talk about that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, we didn't. We sure didn't have time to talk about that. We had to have a fucking stealth mission with Seahawk and his uh, crew and everything, and we also had to talk to the and you know, go on a planet to get fuel and have a whole adventure there. But we didn't have time to talk about the very real like. Uh, bit there that one of the main characters wanted to do genocide real bad <laughs> you know weirdly i feel a little better about the seahawks stealth mission episode now than i did back then just because like it was frustrating I mean, at the time but now that i understand that that was like a way to give him some screen time when he wouldn't have it in the rest of the show that makes more yeah, sense yeah 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 he's been in two episodes in the entire season yeah this like well, i guess three these two and that one yep <laughs> Like, we we were mentioning oftentimes, like, where the fuck is Seahawk? And then, like, he, after that episode, it's like, again, where where did he go? Just like with Frost, it's like, why are you not taking Frost out anything? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and also, I mean, like, that episode at least was, like, it was a good establishing moment between Perfuma and Scorpia. And yeah, then, for like, sure. 
you know, again, of course, you immediately have to take that fucking away by having Scorpio be chipped. And the rest of got chipped in that episode, so it's like, oh, geez. Listen, Scorpio's just been browsing a lot of 4chan. She can't help it. It's like... <laughs> uh, and then I guess Mermista was on Reddit or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reddit's, Reddit's definitely better than 4chan. It's not, not, not the greatest, but still. <laughs> you don't choose to get prime pilt, but sometimes it just kind of happens incidentally. That's all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, the, the, is, that the episode title? Hmm? is that the episode title? I think that's too long for an episode title, filled. but maybe. We've, we've had Rib for the Planet Pleasure as a title. I think that that's pretty much the same length, roughly. Ah, fair. Okay. Um. Not that kind of length. <laughs> yeah, um. So, Adora's She-Ra transformation starts to flicker, and she runs outside, because I guess she doesn't want the others to know that she's having doubts, but Bo and Glimmer follow her out there, insisting that they won't let her go alone, and Glimmer asks if Catra is coming back, but Adora says that Catra doesn't think that... Adora doesn't think that Catra ever will come back. That's a sentence. And she transforms one more time before we get into the credits. And they did change the hero card again here, uh... I'm going to send an image of this in the chat, but y'all can't see it if you're listening. Uh, they added Natasa and Spinnerella just violently making out in the back here. Like, <laughs> Oh, I think I think they were in the previous episode. Not like this. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I remember them being... Yeah, no, I remember them being there, I think, in the previous episode or two. Like, once they got Spinnerella back. Yeah, because they are just going at it. Like... <laughs> Sure. I don't know. But, uh, I would be very yeah. uncomfortable if this was happening in a room where I was. <laughs> well, nobody's looking directly at them. They're in the back. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I, like, Horde Prime is seeing... Uh, not Horde Prime. Uh, Wrong Horde I can see it, but he, he doesn't know what making out is. Yeah, he's like he six weeks old. Horde. He doesn't... <laughs> yeah, he has no concept of fucking... <laughs> I mean, I was about to say everybody else does, but Frost definitely doesn't. Frost does not know what sex is. <laughs> Do you think Prime gives his clones genitals? Uh, probably no. They're smooth like a Ken doll. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we never see any of the clones eat, so I, yeah, I think I they we, subsist on nutrition no, I, well, though. So, I'm t- well, I'm not remembering the dinner. Did we actually see Horde Prime eat any of the dinner? Uh, no, he did not. Okay, so yeah, I think that was just for show. I think like they, I think they just get the green goop or whatever, and then like that's just like is like nutrients or whatever. I think so that's like, accurate. They never have yeah, to piss or shit. <laughs> I assume that they also, can I, eat, because Wrong Hordak has not had access to the goop for a while now, but... Yeah. I, I was also going to just quickly say, like, when Adora's, like, uh, Shira transformation was flickering in and out, because she did it without using the sword, I thought that this was going to be revealed that it was, like, Shadow Weaver was doing an illusion over her, so this way she could, like, pretend to be Shira for everybody or something. Ooh, that would have been very interesting, but no. <laughs> Yeah, that's the direction I thought they were going in. That's why I thought she like walked out before it faded because like it's like oh Shadow Weaver is still like oh so sick cough cough mother. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, it's a little. So we kind of have the idea that that the Shira transformation was messed up somehow by the failsafe being installed, but she does still seem to be able to do it at least a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird right now. It's booting in safe mode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we cut away to see where Catra is right. Oh, I'm right. I, I am sorry. I'm correct. In episode eleven, failsafe. They are definitely making out in the credits as well. Well, okay. 
It just seemed a lot more obvious this time for some reason. <laughs> Might have been because we didn't acknowledge it uh, two weeks or yeah, three weeks ago. That could be. <laughs> this last. Uh, yeah. Um. So Catra is riding Milog, and they're heading away. But then Milog just like bucks and throws her off while they're running at full speed. So <laughs> it's uh, it is not happy about this whole running away from emotions thing. And she insists she's not going back, but because Adora chose Shadow Weaver over Catra, and she knows that she's not wanted for real now. And Milog just kind of sits on her and does that thing that cats do, but it's a big cat, so... <laughs> it, um, it does, see, like, lick her face this, a little, this, so it's trying to help. This, this is why, again, if you did the Animorphs thing and put the animal in a trance, I would definitely want the big cat to sit on me like this. <laughs> because it's like, if it's in a trance, it's like, oh, it could probably be ghost to sit on you and be like that, just as a small cat, but also a big cat. <laughs> I see where you're coming from, but I don't, like... A tiger weighs a lot, is the thing. Uh, yeah, I guess that tiger would definitely break all my bones if it's out of me. Larger tiger subspecies, the continental tiger, may weigh up to 660 pounds. <sighs> so close to 666 and 669. <laughs> like, I definitely understand yeah, the yeah, that... I absolutely want to cuddle with a tiger, but you can't let it lay on you. That's going to cause problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... It'd be worth it? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> Would it be worth it? Because when... Look, Milog is like made out of like illusions and light for the most part of times. I don't think Milog would weigh that much. Well, I think you're right. Yeah, Milog probably doesn't weigh that much, but it definitely does weigh enough to pin Catra to the ground to the point where she can't get up, so... <laughs> Well, yeah, because Catra's a, Catra's a monk. She's a dex fighter. She doesn't have high strength. That's true, but we've also seen her break through steel with her hands, so... Also true. Her her, her claws get treated as magical items. Yeah. Her, the, DM, the DM was very generous to her when she joined the party. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, I think I think that's just a monk thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I was pretty sure, wait, don't monks just get their... Just as magical weapons. Uh, yeah, monk unarmed strikes count as magical weapons, so it'd just be up to the DM whether Tabaxi claw attacks would qualify for unarmed strikes. So yeah, um, uh, either way, Milog is trying to do this comfort thing, but it's forced to stop and turn them invisible when a prime walks through the clearing. It kind of a prime. <laughs> yeah, what... I think you mean a clone. It's a prime. They're <laughs> all primes. Prime. Yeah, but, no, but also no. Like, they all have the potential to be prime, but most of them are just dudes. Yeah, but they are all prime. It's a hive mind. <laughs> I, I guess I don't think of them all as prime. I just like I, I think that it's like they're, they can all be connected if they need to, as like to get orders, but I feel like they're just like bodies walking around and not just all prime all the time. I don't like. As it has been described, these are a hive mind, so to me that suggests that this is one entity that is focusing its attention in one specific body. So, I consider them all primes, even if they're not all actively prime-prime. Okay, I guess I'm splitting hairs here in the end of this. But we've never called them primes, we've only ever called them primes. I call them primes all the time! (laughs) Well, I don't. I'll pull up my notes (laughs) if you don't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, um, so this 
Prime walks through the clearing, and uh, I think this might be Hordak, but I'm not super sure. It's a little hard to tell. I don't think it is, because, well, I guess we get Hordak later on on the ship, but I guess, like, enough time could have passed, or they could have been warped on. Yeah. When, I don't know. Yeah, um, so we cut away, and we got a pretty cool fight scene of most of the Princess Alliance fighting a bunch of Horde bots, and Wrong Hordak is distracting the other Prime clones to get to Entrapta, and Spinnerella is fine, I guess? I, they healed that broken ankle of hers real quick-like. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, they got magic. Yeah. Adora's got healing magic. That's true, uh, yes. Actually, Adora probably, Adora probably can't cast any of her spells at the moment. That's a good point. I don't know if she can do that right now. Um, yeah. Maybe Milog did it. Her spells up. Her spell slots are all fucked up at the moment. <laughs> but either way, yeah, it's a solid fight scene. Um, it's not the best, but they give them a good minute or so of combat just to show them off, because they're not going to have real character moments in this episode, so they have to... I mean, I mean to be fair, most of these characters haven't had character moments in most of the show. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they just got to give them a hero shot, because we're done with them. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's 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 a much quicker version of uh, basically like the entire school section in For the Future. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like here's all the characters that it's like yeah, we feel like we should probably check in with them briefly, but they ain't gonna be important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, inside, Entrapta slips in and she sets up her laptop and just hooks it up to the first USB plug she can find. So. uh... <laughs> Back down in the Crystal Castle, Bo and Glimmer are with Adora, and they're reassuring her that it's okay to be scared, but this place is, like, really messed up and destroyed. It it did not go through the whole shutdown of the Heart Project well. <laughs> um, she starts hearing Catra's laugh echoing through the halls, so she does wander off and find Catra there waiting for her, and that's real sweet for a moment, but it is not real. This is a hologram projected by the castle of a version of Catra that we haven't really seen yet. It's kind of... Adora says it's creating her from her memories, so I guess Adora remembers Catra being a lot more pleasant than she has been in the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, elsewhere, the uh, the prime clone that Catra is following approaches just a huge structure surrounded by more of them, and she's, like, there, invisible. And he starts preaching to this choir about how Shira won't be a problem anymore, and at this moment he's speaking as if he is prime. This is, again, like, I think this is him focusing yeah, on this. That, yeah, this, this one was uh, assumed direct control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, he orders them to begin the, quote, acquisition process. And then this giant glowy drill thing just sort of plugs itself into a hole in the planet. And then this starts lighting up all the first one's writing that's been inlaid over the planet this whole time. And we don't know what's happening exactly. But Catra sees this and freaks out and decides that she needs to warn Adora because that's more important than whether Adora wants her to be there or not. Which, you know, it's cool. It means Catra has made her own decision for the first time instead of, like, just assuming people hate her. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> in the castle, the holograms Adora's been seeing have become the Whispering Woods in the clearing where Adora first found the Sword of Protection. Uh, Bo and Glimmer arrive because apparently Adora just ran off into the depths of the castle. Uh, that's kind of what they're doing this episode. I didn't mention it. This is the second time they've had to catch up with her after she runs off, so... <laughs> But she admits at this point that she was wrong because she thought everything was going to be okay, but honestly, she's just scared and confused and distracted and alone, and if she's any of those Yay. things, she can't be <laughs> She-Ra, so... 
She starts crying, and as she does, she insists that she has to go alone, and thanks him for being the best friends she could ask for, as she just grabs the hollow sword and vanishes. Which, uh, boots Glimmer and Bow out of the hologram. <laughs> just really throwing Catch under the bus there by calling these people that you've known for, like, what, three, four months at this point at most, your besties? I see where you're going with that, but, like... Katra has not been a very good friend for a very long time. Well, yeah, I guess. Knowing someone for a long time is not the same as them being your best friend. And I appreciate that's that Katra is trying to be better now. Like, she's making a real effort to work on herself, and that's great, but you don't get magically promoted just because you stopped being a dick yesterday. <laughs> so, either way, um, yeah. Uh, they bow and Glimmer see that evil green timelines, which are now starting to take over the castle also. Um, elsewhere, Katra just kind of bursts into the princess cave, shouting for Adora, but the only person here is Shadow Weaver, so I guess she didn't go to help with this fight. Thanks. You're really pulling your weight I mean, around she's here. Done, she's done basically jack shit uh-huh, yep. <laughs> in terms of actually being a member of this rebellion ever. <laughs> well, let's see. She disappeared for a week, came back, tried to sacrifice Adora... And then didn't go to the final fight. That's her contribution to the rebellion. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She she's been around just to be a fucking annoyance to everybody and to like you know try to push Glimmer towards doing a genocide <laughs> and then to be like yeah well that didn't work out but what if I just tried to toss the door into a wood chipper instead? <laughs> yeah. Because power. I I just don't get her as a character like i get obviously that she's a shitty person and a shitty like mom figure to Dora and catra but it's like i really just don't know what her whole trajectory or reason <laughs> for the show is because it's like again we talked about this back in the flashback episode when it's like yeah she got like she did like the crazy shadow magic ritual in order to be able to fight the horde and then she immediately went and joined the horde like a day later yep. and worked for hordak for like 30 fucking years and it's like <laughs> What was the whole point of that, lady? It's like, you, you didn't, like, ever reveal, like, oh, I was playing the long con, or whatever bullshit. It's just power, power, power. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. She, uh, she just wants to be as rude as possible to as many people as possible. <laughs> Seems like. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, either way, Shadow Weaver kind of smugly tells Catra that Adora has gone to the heart to free the magic and become the hero she was born to be, and if Catra is still so selfish that she can't deal with that, well then Catra can just... But Catra interrupts her, because it's time to stand up to Evil Mom for real, because Evil Mom is wrong and Adora is in danger from whatever this thing is that Prime is doing. So, good job. Um, like, we have seen Catra fight Shadow Weaver before, but this is different. That's... that was just pure... It's one, it's one thing. It's one thing. One thing to punch your mom. Another one to tell her that she's an asshole. Yeah, this is get out of my life. You're wrong. Stop it. <laughs> um, back on the prime ship. Well, she's gonna get her. She's gonna get her wish in about an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, back on the prime ship, one of the clones tells Prime that they have just cracked the last of the planet's security protocols because you may remember that the first one turned this planet into a computer, so they can just hack the planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Trapta did it back in season one, so yeah. obviously, why not be able to do it again? <laughs> well, that was a little like, and Trapta said she hacks the planet, but I don't think she hacks the was... planet so much as she just 
set off all the hardware at once. Fucked it up, yeah. Yeah, that that's, that was magic hacking. This is actual hacking. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they are now at 20% acquisition of whatever it is they're acquiring, and so Prime just laughs menacingly like he does. Uh, back in the spire, Entrapped is working on her laptop before she just sort of gets beamed up to the Prime ship, and I feel like... If he could just teleport people to him this whole time, why did he rip up the Fright Zone with his tractor beams? Like, <laughs> he landed, and he was grabbing Hordak, and he accidentally beamed Katra and Glimmer aboard because he was just tearing the place up with his giant tractor beams all over the place, I, but he could have just ported Hordak up there. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like part of this is because he now is, like, starting to, like, fuck up the planet on a fundamental level or whatever, so now he can just do that teleportation from anywhere? Because, like, and Chapter's not on, like, a teleportation pad or anything. Right? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just weird. Convenience, convenience of the plot. <laughs> plot demands it, so it happens. <laughs> yep. uh, either way, uh, we cut back to the princess fight, and they're kind of bones, because just hundreds more primes are teleporting in. But then they just do absolutely nothing when the area floods up to their ankles. Like, y'all know what that means, but no, they just stand yeah. there. And then they get electrocuted because the Marmista Scorpio loyalty move is happening here. Um, that... Yeah, they they did they, they did their dual tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and all these people should fucking be dead because they just got left to kill while standing in water. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. They're just stunned. But while they're immobilized, the giant prime holograms from I think it was episode two of this season show up. And uh, they reveal that he's got Entrapta, and the end of the world is here, because uh, all they had to do was give up She-Ra, and they didn't do that, so he's just going to kill them all. No mercy for them. Oh well. <laughs> but uh, huh. um, back in the Princess Cave, Catra demands that Shadow Weaver teleport her to Adora, which Shadow Weaver just flat out rejects, saying no, she doesn't have that power. And Catra argues, pointing out that she actually has done that before, and has been spying on them basically forever, and that this is her last chance to actually do something good. And, uh... Then in the castle, Bo and Glimmer are running through the halls, calling for Adora, when Catra and Shadow Weaver teleport in, so I guess she does have that power. She... Well, she did skip over it briefly, but she took out, like, one of those little vials of, like, her, like, magic powder stuff that she used in order to get out of the Fright Zone back in Season 2. Yeah, but, like... Having to use a resource is not the same as I cannot do that, which is what she has just been yeah, claiming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she she's been claiming that because I think she was like saving that magic dust or whatever for like rainy day, aka more power crap, I... <laughs> or more fucking with Adora and and Katra. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fine. I guess I got to use it for teleport. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the ritual she did, the ritual of attainment, I think it was. It was supposed to turn you into, like, a magic vampire who had to eat other sorcerers to survive, so it's possible that that's just, like, her food supply? Oh, so when she's like, oh, no, what was me, I'm dying at the start of season three, it's because she doesn't have a snack of a person's soul? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, she claims that she had figured out a way to make the ritual work without having to eat other sorcerers, but then it got screwed so, up, so... so... So Ador so Adora's healing is just basically being like, here's a blood bag, yeah, you get less hunger sated from it, but if you just have enough of these, you'll be okay. That is my theory, yes. <laughs> Took us until the finale to make a fucking Vampire the Masquerade reference instead of a D&D &D reference, but we got it in. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
okay. I can make references to other tabletop systems. I mean, you've been doing Hero all along. It's fine. Um, True. <laughs> but that's also not something that anybody would get. There's at least a better chance that anybody listening to this would know a Vampire Masquerade reference. That's fair. <laughs> and I've only played Vampire Masquerade one time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they all kind of catch each other up on what's going on, because Bo and Glimmer don't know what's going on on the surface, and upon hearing that Prime has entrapped her, Bo decides that they need to go help the others, but Glimmer is kind of doubtful about this. She doesn't want to leave Adora alone in here, so Catra insists that they should go, because she will stay here and protect Adora. She promised to look out for her a long time ago, and that's what she's going to do now. They hug, which is pretty cute, and call each other mean nicknames, and then Bo just unilaterally decides that Catra is now a member of the best friend squad, so so much for democracy. But uh, not Milog. <laughs> Milog doesn't get the nod. <laughs> um, it is going to go with Bo and Glimmer, though, so Catra and Adora will be alone with Shadow Weaver. And, like, that's not made explicit, but uh, Bo and Glimmer and Milog teleport away, and then Catra runs after Adora. Shadow Weaver's just gone. We don't... It's one of those yeah. things where she was in the scene and now she's not... <laughs> Also, I, since I need to bring it up, since this is, like, the last time that, like, Glimmer and Catcher really properly interacted in the show, how come there was never at all the scene where it's, like, it, it could have happened, like, in the start of season five, where, like, Glimmer is like, fuck you, you got my mom killed, asshole, because of <laughs> you being so desperate to do your own genocide back in season two and three. I mean, you're right. Like, like there's, no, we there's can't never any that. point... Yeah, but they can. It's like we even we even get the fucking token flashback to Angela, whose name I have to think about what it was, because she hasn't mattered at all for so long. But it's like it was a case of like, yeah, they could have had the opportunity there, to be, like when they when like Glimmer was still being like, yeah, screw you in general, until like later on when like catch it. Like it could have been like, you know, what if it was like. Yeah, you get my mom killed, and that motivated Catra to help Glimmer out to escape. That's like, I'm sorry that this happened. I didn't mean for that to happen. The least I can do is help you get to safety. <laughs> that would have been a character arc. But no, they just don't acknowledge that at all. Even though it's like, you you would definitely punch this lady in the face at least once <laughs> because she got your mom killed. <laughs> that is an interesting point, but if I may speculate, this is just pure random, I don't have any evidence for this. I think probably they wanted to stay away from that because acknowledging that Catra did that makes her a worse person and thus harder to redeem. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it. So. Like they, they have a limited space here anyway, and we saw what happened. So maybe maybe Glimmer realizes that as they're like uh, laying in the grass there, or on their like mission to go and bring magic back to the galaxy, being like, "Hey, wait a minute, fuck you!" Vent <laughs> <laughs> uh, catcher out the airlock. That's possible, yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, honestly, with Glimmer's powers, you could airlock someone and then just go get them back and keep airlocking them. <laughs> Just the like that's a real dick move. <laughs> like having that like half a second of this person thinking they're about to suffocate in the vacuum of space before being brought back into inside the ship. I know, right? <laughs> Just doing that. At all it, it's like uh, it's like the fucking uh, like oh, you don't know when I'm gonna get back to you for this, but I will get back to you at one point, and it just eventually drives the person crazy. Like it's now gonna be when I get the ass beating. <laughs> Please just do it. Get it over with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, like, it could just be, like, at one point, like, catches a sleep, and then she immediately wakes up to being, like, uh, vacuum in space, and then, like, <laughs> immediately teleports back into her bed to the point where, like, she's like, did I dream that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Yeah, it'd be really horrifying. It would be in character for season three glimmer. Or season four glimmer, yeah. I don't... <laughs> season four, yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Either way, uh, Glimmer teleports Bo and Milog to the surface, and he sends Glimmer to protect the princesses while he goes to fire and trap to signal off, and this is where they decide to confess their love for each other, and I don't love this. It's... Yeah. Like, they've never felt like a romantic pairing at all. They've just been friends, and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's again, like, they're like, we need to have the token system relationship, I guess. Honestly, I think that's what it was, yeah. Point. I feel like this was Netflix saying, okay, you can have your lesbians, but we need to show quote-unquote normal people, too. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, aside from, like, the, like, implications in a lot of season three of, like, or season three slash four, I guess, of Entrapped in Horror Deck, which still feels bad. Yeah. It's like... And I guess also Seahawk and Mermista, but also, like, neither of them has actually really mattered in the entire show, let's be real, except, like, back in season one. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's like, we need to make the two, like, these two main characters be the token sister relationship, I guess. If I'm honest, I don't feel terrible about Entrapta and Hordak a lot of the time. Like, I read that as very much an asexual relationship. That's, they're, they're just platonic partners, and that's fine with me. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Again, like if we're if we're assuming that Hordak is Kendall's move, <laughs> and and can't and doesn't eat, therefore would not have a butt. <laughs> well, that aside, like I just don't feel they they don't seem like the sort of folks who would be that into um, physical interactions. Let's say, and Trapped has yeah. always been very skittish about being touched. So, either way, um. I lost my place in my notes. Um, <laughs> oh yes, uh, Bo and Glimmer were confessing their love for each other, and it was weirdly straight. Um, elsewhere, Adora stands on a cliff, just kind of overlooking a sunset in the Whispering Woods, and it's very pretty, and then she's joined by Mara. So, realizing this is all still a hologram, Adora tells Hollow Mara that her sacrifice wasn't in vain and that Adora will save Etheria. But actually, this kind of is Mara. She's here for real, sort of. It's like a AI reconstruction of her. So she's concerned about what saving everyone will cost Adora, because she never wanted to die, but sure, she definitely is an electronic ghost. So uh, what's Adora going to give up here? Why is she sacrificing herself? And so this brings up some questions, but like, IMO... When you are destroying a fascist galactic empire forever, and also making sure your friends are safe from the literal genocide laser that they live on, that's a pretty good reason for self-sacrifice, but... Yeah. Like, I get that it's a kid's show and they're saying not to give up and have faith in yourself and, you know, you can still figure stuff out, but when you are talking about a galactic war in which your planet will kill everyone if you don't do something, that's... That's... Like... I would make that trade, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, it's like, you have to, obviously, again, it's like weighing, like, okay, well, one life compared to the lives of, like, everybody in the fucking, well, in this case, planet, but also widespread galaxy because of Horde Prime just being the dick. Yeah. It's... So it's like, 
it's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't, be, wouldn't be thrilled about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Adora says that it would be worth it to die if her friends are safe and happy, and that she doesn't have to worry about what she wants because this is what Shiraz do. It's what they're made for, and again, like. In this specific situation, yes, heroic sacrifice does seem warranted, but Mara tells her not to give up, and that she is actually worthy of love and doesn't have to be alone in all this, and she deserves to be happy. And this doesn't seem super relevant, but it does kind of tie into some of the stuff that Adora's been going through lately. She's just been very... Ever since the whole, I ruin everything around me by being She-Ra, and I hurt everyone constantly, this has kind of been her angle is just denying herself pleasure because she's a weapon so it's it's you just gotta get on that you just gotta get on those hormones it'll work out in the end absolutely yeah it's nice <laughs> to see this i just feel like they they haven't really addressed it to this point it's just been kind of an unstated situation yeah. for adora so it doesn't feel as resolute as it could it's a lovely moment it just it's it's kind of out of nowhere um and then Prime shows up, because since he hacked the planet, he's got access to the hollow memories, and he just sort of comes in dramatically before we cut away. Uh, the princesses are being overwhelmed by Scorpia and Remista and the Primes and the battle droids, and they need to retreat from the fight, but Glimmer just shows up and wipes out all of the Prime droids and the clones in one punch. So I'm thinking she somehow managed to learn Destructive Wave, because... <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's... She also finally got Agonizing Blast on her shots, so now her Ezra's Blast actually does stuff. I don't, she doesn't even need to shoot, though. She literally just punches the ground, and then they all explode. <laughs> but then, yeah. The, a, a huge, like, tidal wave kind of comes from nowhere, which is a little weird, because Mermista has been established as needing to pull the water from somewhere before, but whatever. And, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, this is the final fight. Don't worry about it. Um, plot, plot demands it, so it happens. Yep. Uh, so, But yeah, Glimmer now has super magic powers, so she and Castaspella are able to just kind of force field the water into a giant bubble and throw it back. And then Seahawk approaches Mermista. He thinks he can break through the mind control with love and sea songs, or at least that's what he says. And obviously this doesn't work, like, at all. But she's trying to kill him, as she does, and he just sort of keeps chatting and reminiscing about how she was trying to kill him the first time they met also, and... My note here, my note here just saying, just fucking skewer him immediately, Mermista. Please just murder this man. I know you're not gonna get so, but I would have just fucking loved it if she just murdered him immediately. She tried. She tried very hard. Yeah, but she should have tried harder. Actually do it. Because, again, it's like, I, I know we have established that Seahawk is basically around the same age as her, but he sure fucking doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. And therefore, this is, yeah, I don't like this relationship as a result. <laughs> also, it's like, Mermista is just like, in general, just does not like this guy. So it's like, why? Why did they get together in the end? <laughs> I mean, they've been dating on and off the whole series. It's not that weird. Like Have, have they? Really? They absolutely have. <laughs> That's what... I never read it as that. I read it as just he hung, hangs around because he likes her, but she fucking hates his guts. That's why she was so mad when he showed up the first time she showed up, is because she had just broken up with him, and he came back. <laughs> I thought that, that she was pissed because he kept burning all the boats that he, she let him have. Well, that also, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, they they've been extremely on and off again relationship. I, I guess I I guess I just never read it as they were ever like together at any point up till the end of the show. <laughs> but yeah, no, don't worry about it. They'll break up again next week. It's fine. They uh, hope they do this all the time. <laughs> but yeah, either way, it's um, I don't know how much this is his plan and how much it just kind of happens. But he basically makes her so mad that even Prime Pilled, she has to stop and yell at him, and that gives Perfuma the opportunity to break the Prime Chip. So this, like, this is absolutely what I would have preferred last episode. This whole love and friendship distraction thing, but. You still got to do something about the mind control tech. Yeah. So. Yeah. As opposed to, I know you're in there. It's like, fuck you. No, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if this is a plan, it's a great plan. And if it's not a plan, then Seahawks just the worst. I don't know which it is. It just depends on how much benefit of the doubt could, you want to give Seahawk. It could be a plan. And also Seahawk could still be the worst. It could be half season. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, because uh, again, it's like I don't believe that this man is seventeen. This man is like forty. <laughs> I think he's nineteen, but yeah. Um, he sure doesn't look like it. <laughs> we've been through this. You know what he looks like when you shave him. I know. I know. It's horrible and it's bad, but at the same time, also he still looks too old. <laughs> he is an infant wearing a mustache. <laughs> I guess it's really just a mustache, I guess. <laughs> Without it, I guess it's fine. It just makes him look like... The mustache makes him look like 25 years older. I mean, not to, like, tell stories out of school, but I definitely did have a full mustache and beard by the time I was 16, so... <laughs> okay, fair. I definitely did not. <laughs> I uh, definitely did wear it a little longer I, than I needed to because I I, my... I I remember this for some reason. I was taught how to shave the day Kingdom Hearts Two released because I was annoyed that it had to be taught away from Kingdom Hearts Two. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I learned to yeah. shave when I was like eleven. <laughs> but yeah, I got it. How long ago would that have been? Was that like two thousand four? the fuck that... Kingdom Hearts Two was two thousand five. So, uh, how the fuck all those like 17? <laughs> hey, it works out overall because it's like, well, I never was able to grow much uh, facial hair to begin with, and uh, it's working out long term for trying to get rid of it finally. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I uh, used it as a defensive mechanism in high school because my girlfriend wanted to kiss all the time, and I didn't really enjoy it, so I just wore the beard because yeah. she didn't like that very much. <laughs> Little ace yeah. thoughts. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> my beard was my dysphoria hoodie, but for my face. Um, Ugh. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> dysphoria hoodie for your face is also a good episode title. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this shit, with the episode, with the episodes overall, but. <laughs> no, it sure doesn't. Um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of them haven't. Most of them, even. <laughs> we sure, we sure, we sure did just call one of them the bad dragon episode <laughs> for show or whatever, just because I happened to say that like five times in short succession. <laughs> right. Um, back in the spire, Bo finds and trapped his laptop still set up and running the program. I guess they never, like, Prime didn't send any clones to clean that up. He just 
teleported her out of there. <laughs> but he's attacked by Scorpia pretty much as soon as he reaches it. So outside, Glimmer says she's going to go help him, but she's distracted as Castispella and the other princesses are overtaken by a sort of a shadowy evil magic. And we're given just a moment to suspect that this is Shadow Weaver and she's betrayed them again, but actually it's Micah. Uh, he's, he's here and he's evil. You were supposed to forget about him this whole episode. That's why this reveal is a shock. Because we haven't seen him since, like, episode two. <laughs> but No, we, we, we saw him, like, just during failsafe, because he was there attempting to stop them. Only barely. He was there still. He was there. <laughs> Glimmer saw him and had to, like, be like, oh, no, my dad, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the hollow memory, Prem basically just ignores Adora entirely because he wants to reminisce about Mara while she's here. So he knows that he fought her, and the thing is, he can't actually remember seeing her before. So I'm assuming that this memory is stuck in one of his old clones, and he would have to go onto his ship and download it from the appropriate clone like he did that other time. But yeah, yeah it's just like, I don't know. A weird noise happens out in the woods, and Adora just kind of manifests her sword like it's not even a thing, despite all the trouble she was having earlier. But uh, Prime just keeps monologuing about how he's forgotten the faces of everyone who's ever fought them. They all just crumble into obscurity, and he won't remember Adora either. And then a big freaky vine thing just shoots out of the woods and, like, one-shots her. She's down immediately. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you try to find a graboid. They kind of just grab you and eat you immediately. It didn't even bother doing that. It tasted her and said no yeah. thanks, but she was still dead. Um, oh, see, that's what happens when you give a graboid sentience, and they get picky about what they eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, Prime tells her that... Um, this is the first one's security system that he's activated for her. It's he calls it a parting gift from her people, but apparently it is strong enough to take down even a She-Ra, so, like, I guess they didn't trust Mara. But, uh, he tells her that she will never make it to the heart, thereby revealing that he knows what her plan is, and that the first ones were the ones who made sure of it. Goodbye. And then we have the end credits. That is my last episode of She-Ra, and I gotta be honest, it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, it's, it's not the greatest, like, first part of the finale kind of deal. <laughs> Yeah, it really doesn't... Stuff is definitely happening, but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of emotional build-up here. The Mara scene is the most impactful thing that happens, and it's so short that it's like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, well, yep. Uh, surprisingly, for once, I kind of have less than even just... Like, I have like only a page and a half for my description. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's like you would feel like it'd be much longer because it's a finale, but it's like it's kind of also just straightforward, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll just continue there with Heart Part 2, uh, episode 13, because it just continues with Adora seeing the failsafe starting to be overridden with green. I did not know really what to describe this green virus. I just saw green at times. I just called them prime lines, so... <laughs> Yeah, like you said, Tron lines. Yeah, it's gr green, green Tron stuff. Because <laughs> like you know, she basically just keeps seeing that happen, like starting to spread, and she then sees Catra attack the big plant dragon snake graboid thingy again. With this thing doesn't have a name. I looked it up. It's just apparently the defense mechanism. Yep. is what the wiki says. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's really just it is kind of just a big like dragon graboid thing. It's mostly the tongues that it has, where it has like the different like three tongues that can grab stuff. Or at least like slash at people. 
So it's like, that's why I was thinking Grab Queen. <laughs> Uh, but of course, Katja has to get in one last Hagadora for the show as she shows up. <laughs> and also, Shadow Weaver's here to help Adora get to the heart as Katja fights the big monster, saying that she'll catch up. So I guess if Katja can take this thing one on one, it's really either not that good about killing Shiraz or Katja stronger than Adora. <laughs> I think it's just got like a really, really good first turn damage bonus. Like, it's not sneak attack, because it doesn't happen every turn, but if it catches you in an ambush, you're just done. But then when you yeah. get into a one-on-one fight, it's like, it can't hold up. Tur- turns out it just it really just has, like, a really big hit point pool, but if you just keep at it, it you'll eventually get rid of it, <laughs> when you can't really keep up for some reason. Yeah, I don't think it's even that. I think it's just, like, a, a special, you know, how... Gloomstalkers get damage bonuses in the first turn of combat. It's just got that on a oh, massive yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Gloomstalker plus Assassin, where it's like, first turn, alright. Yeah, that's exactly that, it. Uh, well, fuck. Well, <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. took out Adora in one, but then it doesn't have the strength to actually, like, yeah. fight, fight. <laughs> the, this Liam Wilhelmina approach to combat, just ice a person immediately, punching <laughs> them twice in the eyes, and then just taking them out in the first round. <laughs> Uh, that little peppermint bat. <laughs> it's it's still so funny just how strong them got <laughs> in that second half. <laughs> like it's like oh yeah, you think uh, back to like Ali not really casting healing spells back when they were playing the cleric in the previous <laughs> campaign or two campaigns ago, and then it's like oh yeah, they actually like learned the the system and did a lot better as Pete, and then just fucking iced so many people as Liam. <laughs> Yeah. And that's really like the the bad original version of Ranger too. <laughs> uh. OG Ranger sucks. <laughs> but yes, anyway. Uh, da, da, da. uh, it's it's one of those times where we just have a bunch of like just jumping around the different scenes on this because we immediately go from there to Glimmer, basically having to try to fight her dad and not really wanting too much, and eventually he grabs, uh, you know, he eventually grabs her with his ghoulie magic. Because I had to make a grab by the ghoulies reference. Naturally, naturally. <laughs> Did he always have these uh, evil arm tattoos? I don't remember those when he wasn't evil. No, no. I think they. I think they're only just here while he's using his like shadow magic or something. That would make sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, while that's going on, Bo is also just running away from Scorpio's lightning as Milag makes him invisible to try to help him out. Uh, we cut back over where Micah eventually just slams Glimmer into the ground and calls her weak, but she has a vision of her mom, where she doesn't say anything because they didn't want to pay Angela's voice actress again, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, and, that, and that motivates her to properly fight back against her dad, and she just straight up Kamehameha is this guy at point-blank range, <laughs> <laughs> which somehow blasts all his dark magic away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she really just cast Disintegrate on him. <laughs> I have to... Do you think maybe she traded out her Warlock levels for something else? Because she's casting big magic in these yeah, two maybe, episodes. Yeah, yeah, maybe ever since she got uh, full access to the Runestone, maybe like the GM let her uh, change out her Warlock spells for... Uh, warlock levels for just Sorcerer levels. Because she's really just more of a Sorceress at this point. That would make a lot of sense, has, yeah. She, she still has a pool of free Misty steps, though. <laughs> Or that's really, I mean, maybe that's all she's ever really casting as her, like, with her, like, seven, second and third level slots. <laughs> she would never cast Fly nor Fireball. Yeah. And she cast Zone of Truth and apparently Disintegrate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she got Wall of Force in the last episode, because that's what she did with the wave, so. Yeah. 
And then, yep. um... She got, I she got to change out her class levels. It's the only thing that makes sense. I was saying Destructive Wave, but that's a Paladin spell, so, I don't know, maybe... Uh, Synaptic Static? That would do it. <laughs> that That's kind of what I was also thinking, but at the same time, Synaptic Static is, like, you do it at range, not around you, and it affects everybody in there. Like, oh, that's she fair. Kinda, she, she selectively kind of chose targets with this. <laughs> I only know that because our sorcerer liked using Synaptic Static a lot. <laughs> but also, there were only two other party members to worry about, so it was easy to use. <laughs> uh, you know what? I bet it, there was a 3.5 spell, uh, Wings of the Dragon or something like that, that let you... It was a burst effect that you selectively chose who it... Like, a 30-foot radius, and you could pick everybody in that radius as mm -hmm. at your discretion. That's what it is. Ah, uh, gotcha. So the DM is not only home ruling, letting her change her class entirely, but is also home ruling in 3.5 spells. <laughs> yeah, that, that's gotta be it, yeah. C clearly, uh, Glimmer is playing in the campaign run by Matt Mercer. It's <laughs> 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 the only answer here. Well, She's got not... Dunamancy now. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't the first yeah, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but we did talk about somebody else having a 3.5 class. <laughs> I, th I think we compared just like 3.5 to 5e at times with like stuff like grappling rules or, or something like that. Maybe, yeah. Something like that. It, it was something similar to that, I think. <laughs> but in any case, uh, all this fighting stuff keeps going on. Bo basically tries to continue hacking Entrapped's system while he's invisible. Somehow Scorpio doesn't hear audible typing. And then when he gets to, to finish starting, he very stupidly just goes, yes, and like, just immediately gets Scorpio's <laughs> attention. She knows exactly where he is. And so Milag has to basically just tank a lightning bolt for him to make him not die immediately. Yeah, <laughs> Milag is the I, best I, kitty. Yeah, Milag definitely has uh, magic like resistance to all spells and spell damage because it's just basically made of magic anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Milag is okay, but Bo would definitely die from that. <laughs> and then again, they do like one of these whole like I know you're in there things because he distracts her long enough with asking her to trust him until the program finishes and then he activates it as like Scorpion's basically like temporarily tries to break free from the control there. And with that all done, with like, I, I like the little like entrapped, uh, like thumbs up kind of a note that she yeah. programmed into this fucking thing to be like, I did it. That's very cute. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's very funny and on point for entrapped to do that. But yeah, uh, that basically just activates all the mind control devices across all of the well, area. And it does, yeah. but I want to talk about. So we see this in Cutaway, the people who are getting deactivated. And first it's Mermista, and that's fine. And then it's Huntara. Okay, cool. We haven't seen her in a couple seasons. Yeah, yeah, my notes here are like, oh, hey, look, it's Huntara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Captain Squall, or Admiral Squall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those guys from Boys Night Admiral Out. Scurvy and his cat girl Squall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck do they have these people in here <laughs> as part of this? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's because we just saw Seahawk and Mermista like having an emotional moment, so now we have to see Seahawk's ex boyfriend again. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. But then after that, it's, like, it's... it's a couple of um, the moth people, and one of them specifically is the moth person that Adora had the crush on, the big buff one. So. <laughs> 
We gotta show everybody's uh, X's and unrequited love interest, I guess, in this moment. <laughs> yeah, because Hantaro was also it's... that for Adora. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just weird that there's like so many like side characters that they could have actually like shown here that we had any sort of interaction with beyond just like once. Yeah, but no. it's like they like it could have been like like again, like we see them later on, but it's like it could have been like Lonnie Roselio and uh, Kyle had been chipped or something. But because we don't see them in this, I guess we're supposed to believe they just somehow avoided getting chips for months? Well, sure, they were busy being know. a polycule. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just, just con- like, I mean, it's like the, the Horde uh, clones came to go get them chipped, but they were like, they're fucking, we don't know you understand sex, let's flee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird that they do that. <laughs> cut those people yeah. when it's like again it's like if you didn't say their names i was like i don't know those people <laughs> they don't matter <laughs> yeah 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 in any case uh Scorpia hugs bow and apologizes for trying to do a murder on him as in chapter celebrates that her device worked well uh, from the uh flagship and all and bow then i guess can also know how to hack into prime's big hollow protector thingy to talk to the planet mm-hmm. to tell everybody to fight back together as Prime uh, holograms in the taunt catcher. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. That's, and for some reason, my notes here blend together with this in two different scenes. But yeah, like, as that's going on, he shows up to, like, basically say, oh, you suck, and, like, little sister. And obviously, this distracts her long enough for the grab boy thingy to grab her. And Adora starts to get a bit of green Tron lines on her face <laughs> from the infected injury. <laughs> that's basically the only way I could really describe yeah. it. Uh, yep, she and Shadow Weaver arrive at the heart, and Shadow Weaver is obviously about to try to eat, like, try to get it, <laughs> because she's obviously doing the whole, like, big eye, like, bug eyed thing, reaching out, being like, power, power, it's my only character motivation in this show. <laughs> it's the only trait I have besides being a shitty person yeah. to my kids. Uh, I did want to briefly and... touch on Bo's speech that he's doing, like. We do see a shot of Kyle, Lonnie, and Rogelio here, and we reveal that they've adopted Imp, but that's it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's where they show up. Again, they have not been in Season 5 at all. Nope. <laughs> if they did not show them here, I would have totally forgotten they were even in this. They, like, if they were not here, I would have been like, oh yeah, we definitely saw Kyle, yeah, Rogelio, and Lonnie at some point in Season 5, and then they're like, <laughs> no, actually. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, seeing them here, it's like, oh right, these people have just not been characters during this whole season season like why did they not join up with the rebellion after a lot of people got chipped to be like hey we'll help well also, fuck you Katra. this one cutaway <laughs> does reveal that they're hanging out with a uh, tongue lashore's gang in the crimson waste so presumably they went out there to avoid the whole fight but then huntara oh, got totally, chipped so i yeah i totally missed that i definitely did not realize that uh captain cunnilingus was back <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's not there but it's his gang oh uh, okay yeah well, I mean, yeah, because, like, Catra let him die. Yeah, she quicksand, killed him with so quicksand, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> so I guess they took over, because they're like, we just want somebody to tell us what to do. <laughs> well, yeah, because presumably Huntara would have gone back and taken over as the boss, but then she got chipped somehow, but the rest of them didn't, so... Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> Maybe while she was on route to try to take back her people or whatever, <laughs> to... From the horrors she got chipped, I don't know. Yeah, but she left in, like, season yeah. three. Did it take her a season and a half to get back? <laughs> uh, apparently, the, the, the crimson waist is big. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, basically that goes on where uh, Shadow Beaver tries to take the, like, basically just use Adora to get the magic and all, but Adora then goes and stumbles off to try to help Catra when she hears her scream, and Prime just fully almost feeds Catra to the Graboid here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, delay- he delays long enough for dramatic effect to make her uh, squirm while being dangled over it, but doesn't make it let go. But then Shadow Weaver goes and blasts it with her magic to save her, and tells Catra to take Adora and run before knocking her into the tunnel. Basically just, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what spell that would be in 5e, I don't know. It's just pure it's knockback, pure I don't knockback. know. Yeah. Uh, but she makes a barrier to stop her from coming back, which, uh, obviously, I have a lot of questions with why they never just, like, use barriers to begin with in a lot uh-huh, of situations yep. that would have made it a lot easier, but don't... <laughs> I do want to make a real quick note about this scene. Like, Mm -hmm. Shadow Weaver's eyes are different here. And I don't super know why, but all of a sudden they're bigger, more expressive, and they're, like, slightly pink. They're not just the, the, like, the the white evil blobs they've been this whole time. So I guess they had to give her a little bit of character in this moment. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of see it as, like, oh, if she uses this much magic, she knows she would die or something, which, I mean, Gatra tells her. So, I don't know. But yeah, she she tells Catcher to take it there and run before. Yep, they're doing that. <laughs> and then, sorry, I repeated that part. And then Shadow Weaver more or less begs for her to help Adora set the magic of the heart free, completely against her character motivation five seconds ago of I want power, give me power. She <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically just says it's too late for her anyway when Catcher tells her that if you know she continues like this, she'll just die. And she finally decides to say that she's proud of Catra before taking off her mask and basically just blowing herself and the crab boy to death. So at least she did one and only one decent thing with her life ever. <laughs> she definitely did do that. Yep. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, she at least bothered to tell Catra that she's proud of her. That is fair. Okay. <laughs> not, the, not the sacrifice thing. Because, there you go. Like, yeah. She All probably, right. Yeah. She, I mean. If if she really wanted to, she probably could have just like ran in there with Catra and put the the barrier between them to make this crab boy not reach them. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> but she was like, I guess I need to have a character death here. <laughs> I need to die so that my daughters can be lesbians. It's it's so it's a weird complicated thing there. I, I need to die so I'm not an inconvenient problem to wrap up during the after show epilogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a real answer. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, we get like a little montage of a bunch of people across the theory starting to fight Prime's forces, including those three definitely dead pastry chef people from Adopted's Castle. Yeah, absolutely. Who... <laughs> Which is very funny that when they got introduced in like episode six or whatever, we were like, these people will never show up, but they're totally dead, right? <laughs> and then they showed up like twice <laughs> since then. Yeah, they somehow they have of one the... of the robots from Castle Crypto, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they were part of the murder mystery as well, back in Murder Mysteries. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true, yeah. They... It's like, okay, it, I guess you could have probably showed those people at some point during all this, but I guess they got two little winks and nods, <laughs> I guess. Whatever. Uh, also in this montage, uh, Double Trouble definitely just tosses too close to their deaths. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, but it's like, it's, it's very funny how like Double Trouble just pushes these two guys. It's like they are absolutely dead. Those guys did not survive that. <laughs> I mean, we've been advocating be they do crimes this entire show. Why are we upset that they're doing that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. We're not. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like the whole matter of factness of just walking up and just pushing these two guys and then doing a little smirk. <laughs> yeah, Double Trouble did two murders, and that's great. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're going to yeah, develop a thing for twos like Two-Face has? <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, we never see them after this, so I don't know. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, we might. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, but we don't. <laughs> but we might. They don't show up at... They don't show up in the rest of the show. Yeah, this but shape-shifting. They could be any character. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they are after this. I think that was just their, like, hey, remember Double Trouble? They're here, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even even they can do a murder without getting paid, I guess. <laughs> just in the aftermath, Double Trouble comes up to the best run squad being like, hey, I did two murders on your behalf, so you owe me for each. <laughs> Here's my fee. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please pay. <laughs> And then, and then Glimmer is like, can I just at least do one murder? <laughs> I kind of wonder what they were doing, because like when they were Pika Blue, they did say that they tried being a Prime clone, but that it was too boring. And here they are a Prime clone, so do you think maybe they've been just being a Prime clone and using that as an excuse to assassinate them this whole time? Is that how they made it fun? <laughs> Uh, potentially. I figure, like, maybe just because we didn't see them escape from there, really, after, like, they got out with the others. Like, we didn't see Double Trouble since then. Like, it might just be that they were just pretending to be a Prime clone just to be like, yep, uh, everything's fucked. I'm just gonna pretend and hide in plain sight, I guess. I feel like this season is a lot more interesting if Double Trouble is in the background playing Hitman the whole time. Double Trouble throwing a fucking heat-seeking suitcase at a, <laughs> a Horde Prime clone that's on a jet ski. <laughs> Desperately trying to get away from it. Or just picking up cans of expired pasta sauce to bean on people on the head of it. <laughs> Somebody make that mod. I, I would probably finally play Hitman if people did a mod where you can beat Double Trouble in Hitman <laughs> instead of Agent 47. <laughs> Just for that funny bit. <laughs> yeah, big same. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a game series that I find more entertaining to watch rather than play. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> Prime watches the feed of him starting to lose because people who have no combat training decide to finally do a combat, I guess. And the chapter tells him that he can't control them uh, during all this, and we see that Hordak is one of the guards standing near her, holding his little first one's data chip that powered his exoskeleton. I, I guess it's just like he just got fixed, I guess, in general, once he got re-brought into the, uh, the hive mind, I guess, because he's never need his exoskeleton. Yeah, absolutely. Since. Yeah, it's just fixed, I guess. I think uh, his whole clone body got rebuilt, yeah, because... Yeah, I don't know. During like his whole like reinitiation into the hive mind. Or yeah, because he got reinitiated twice. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we never addressed that and never will. Uh, but while this is going on, Catra carries Adora to the heart, but Adora cannot summon her sword nor transform, which she realizes is because of Brian's virus in her. Because I guess it's just interfering with. Because like, because we also see like the failsafe at times, like glimmering a little bit, like green instead of its usual like yeah. whitish blue uh but this is where it says that the failsafe will work either way with her saying that the magic will kill her but that she's ready for that because i guess that's a little cool <laughs> uh but yeah catra refuses to leave though with adora basically telling her like just get out because we don't know what it's gonna happen but she's like nah <laughs> and but adora then kills over from the ejection as brian starts infecting the heart 
And in chapter, I guess it's also seeing this on his camera feed and tries to get him to stop because the hearts and stable power will basically just nuke everybody to oblivion, including himself. Uh, but and he just orders Hordak to kill her instead because he's just finding her annoying. But he instead, uh, like, is obviously gonna do the Palpatine thing or Vader Palpatine thing here because he just shoots Prime in the back instead. <laughs> yeah, Prime really doesn't and... resist this at all. <laughs> no, he really doesn't do anything to try to get away. Uh, but then Hordak says that he might have been born a prime, but that he made a life and name of his own. Again, very trans, like so many characters in this. <laughs> and then he just, again, also just drops prime off the cliff there. Oh, yes. <laughs> of, like, that dais or whatever that he's in that he wants to capture off of. So, but it's like, capture kind of died, but also not, so prime will be yeah. fine. <laughs> but also, he just body jacks in the Hordak anyway, because he's part of the hive mind. Yeah, absolutely. And... This is We talked about yeah, this so a couple he... weeks ago, about whether prime could just become other primes on the fly and this is very much proof that he can do that he doesn't have to yeah <laughs> very convenient for him to wait until the final episode to do so yeah <laughs> but yeah he does that and he grabs him trapped to teleport away onto the planet because he has to stay be there to gloat and get blown up because like he's on his flagship he's not on the planet he would be totally fine if oh, this yeah. goes crazy <laughs> but he decides nah i gotta be there too for this shit well maybe <laughs> going down with y'all entrapped did say well, that it would blow up the galaxy so maybe he isn't <laughs> yeah i guess maybe he would be fucked either way <laughs> no matter where you are Ah. It's a it's a bit of an oversight, I guess. In a way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Scorpio does and joins the fight to help the other princesses as Prime and Trap to teleport in. As the planet basically just starts breaking apart in pillars of that green goop, but it's like more like pillars of light of the green goop. Yeah. And Adora is basically starting to fade out into presumably death, I guess. I think it's like kind of implied there, based on the infection or whatever. <laughs> And in um, this, she has a dream of it. Hmm? Oh, I just want to, as the the pillars of green goop are like shooting out of the planet, there is a moment where all the princesses are just laying there cowering, and it's like not very good IMO because none of them have any actual animation. They're just like still frames that's shaking the frame. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they're all like cuddling onto each other, and because Adora isn't here, uh, Rung Hordak and Swiftwind are like huddling with each other because they got abandoned by everybody so <laughs> yeah hey speaking of abandoned character arcs swift wins <laughs> oh sure 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 started as a revolutionary and quickly just became annoying comic relief uh-huh and never got anything else nope this show probably would have been actually better if swift just didn't exist because i've always just found swift to be fucking annoying i'm inclined to agree yeah he doesn't really serve a narrative purpose for anything but that one episode. Nah. And even there, it's a real big question mark as to why he's like, even needed. Yeah, like, they established, like, that, oh, I guess all Shiras have, like, the magic animal companion or whatever. And it's like, I'm just, at some point, I'm just like, you're just doing this because, like, avatars have their magic animal companion as well. That's that why we had to have the funny horse. Well, they say that, but we don't even... Funny. Like, we don't see Mara's animal companion at any point. That one face yeah. is a depiction of her riding a dragon, but who knows if that was real. Mm. Yep. Who can say? Swiftwind does nothing and serves no purpose. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, basically, as Adora is, like, dying, she has a dream of everybody seeming older and happy, which explained why I have definitely seen uh, fan art of these designs. 
<laughs> I definitely have seen people draw them if like capture it in like this like uh kind like I guess like uh like half jacket kind of thing or whatever and like a door in this dress. I definitely had seen this before. Yeah. I didn't know the context. I thought this was just people drawing them in like fan art and I didn't realize it was just like you know, actually part of this. Yeah, it definitely is. And I do want to say that I think it's ridiculous that Adora's hair still does that poof thing, even when it's not tied up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's her curse. It's like uh, it's like Haley's uh, hair always having the one strand that flops out no matter what in order to stick. <laughs> to the point where she made lampshade that when she had her hair magically grown back, she's just like, fucking, why can't I forget that? <laughs> she's got the Superman curl and she can't do anything about it. <laughs> exactly. I guess Elon also has that. He has like the three, the few little strands of hair on the in his forehead that do that too. <laughs> yep. Uh, in any case, uh, da, da. yeah, she basically sees it to be another one of these like weird like reflections of what she wants as holograms because Prime is basically just there as a voiceover telling her that there will be no future for her. Hooray! <laughs> uh, but then like also in her little like dying vision, she sees Catra banging her fits for her to stay and not give up and then Catra finally embraces being gay and tells Adora she loves her which again still let's ignore the fact I guess that they're kind of sisters but also not really yeah because <laughs> like they were both raised by Shadow Weaver but also then no biological stuff so I guess I mean, they're not even the same show, species to... <laughs> yeah it's a good show you're not supposed to think about it like that but it's like yeah, it's a little it's a little strange in the sense <laughs> Uh, but in any case, uh, the heart basically just continues being taken over by Prime, and it sends out some green lightning stuff towards them, but the Dora basically just instinctively summons her shield to protect them, and she then tells Catra she loves her too, and they kiss, which makes Adora engulf them in rainbow gay light, <laughs> because, obviously, we got we had to have the, the gay power one more before the show ended. Yeah, we haven't used the entire gay wave since, I think, the end of season one, so... Uh yeah, there's there's been a few times where they've glowed with their power when it's like, hey, we're in sync or whatever. Yeah, they've done like they're... red, orange, yellow or whatever. We just haven't yeah. done the full spectrum. They they they've been doing the power puck stuff from uh the world of you one where it's like, yeah, you just do that quick enough and you get damage boost, but it's like they haven't been doing like the pure like full gay power. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, yeah, talking about the fucking puck mechanic in the world of the view <laughs> i guess it's only in the ds version because like on the phone version you just have like an activated pin for the character for the partner character and like i think that was in the switch version as well but you could also like have a second player playing as the partner character directly it's, it's strange <laughs> that's that's a that's a game that has like no good version really because like i'll defend the ds version because that's the best version but like i know people are like fuck the fact that you need to control a character on the bottom of the screen while also having a character on the top screen <laughs> but at the same time you really don't have to look at the top screen a whole lot you just have to hit like left or right to just shoot or attack stuff it's like yeah occasionally you press like up to jump to hopefully avoid attacks but it's like you really have to focus on the bottom screen with neku only it's not a hard game. <laughs> uh, but yeah. In any case, uh, talking about she not the world of the view. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess the world is ending with them, so I guess it, yeah, yeah. I guess it was enough. Prime really does just give up on surviving with basically immediately. Yeah. 
Sure does. He's just he's just here ranting, being like, "Yes, everybody will be cleansed in like death, fire, or shit, whatever." And it's like he's he's just like, "Yep, I'm ready." I guess after like what ten thousand years of living to just be wiped out, just to get a dub, <laughs> the biggest dub ever, to make sure everybody dies. We will all burn in cleansing fire. I believe this is line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. R- re- real religious mantra here of like, "Yep, this is all justified because I'm a zealot." <laughs> Uh, but then just all this green just goop just fizzles out into sparkles immediately. <laughs> like there's no like no trickle of it disappearing. It's just boop out sparkles. <laughs> uh, as Adora ends up walking towards the making grass appear as she walks, and then she just blasts Prime's machine and uh, turns his ship into a tree via queer magic energy. I guess. Uh, <laughs> they, I don't so know. I think. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this is a Battle Angel Alita reference. <laughs> because Hang on, I need to I need to look this up now. Like I, I sincerely doubt that it would be listed anywhere because it's such an esoteric thing. But um in Battle Angel Alita, there's this essentially floating sky city, Zolem, it's called in the original translation. Or sometimes Tiferes, just depends on who's translating it. And it's shaped extremely like Prime's ship. And at the end of Battle Angel Alita, the, the, the original ending, not the retconned one, she does merge into it, and it just gets covered in trees and stuff, so... Yeah. Apparently this ship also has an official name. It was never said in the show, but Endy later revealed that its name was Velvet Club. Huh. Oh yeah, that really does look like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. Huh. Let me see if I can find a picture of it when it's all overgrown. But it's like it's extremely the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here it is. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you see what I'm getting at here, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I could, I could see it. Yeah, I, I tried googling a few different things, but I didn't see anybody mentioning the same thing. But I, yeah, it seems like it's like too on the nose for it to not be. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, because otherwise it's just like this is just a weird thing to do. But at the same time, I guess she is making like everything that the horde has ever done to theory back into nature. So I guess she just turns it to a tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she basically just then goes revitalizing the area and vegetation before approaching Prime, telling him that it's time for him to go, and then pretty much just energy bends him out of Hordak's body and just nukes him to death till he's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, that's she basically it is really just that she energy bends him, right? Because it's like she touches his face yeah, she and everything. Sure like, does. Yeah, do. It looks <laughs> yeah. very similar. Just, just to get his like weird, like goopy, like shadowy Metroid Prime kind of look to him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess true. I guess the true Metroid Prime, not the one in the shell, like the weird, like floating tentacle monster thingy. Uh, spoilers for Metroid Prime. I guess you fight the Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Turns out all the Metro games have a title that actually references the stuff that happens in it. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, with uh, Prime Gone, Hordak then says that he remembers Adora after flashing back to when his portal worked when he stole her as a baby. He's still got the green eyes, though. Yeah. I mean, he sure doesn't apologize for that shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely does not. 
Yeah, uh, just yeah. also like, also his eyes turned green he's... after he got reindoctrinated into mm-hmm. Prime, so I kind of thought he'd go back to being red eyed, but no, he's he's this yeah. is just how he looks now. Also, to be fair, if you didn't say that and this flashback wasn't here, I totally would have forgotten that Hordak had red eyes. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> he's not had he's not had them for an entire season, which in our time has been since like October? Something I like think. that, yeah. Based on like holidays and also Apartment shit, so I don't remember when that was last. I have to look back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, Glimmer finally gets to basically just properly meet her dad after like 14 years. More or less just says hi, dad, and hugs. Yeah, it's much. so nothing. I don't even. It's, th- again, like, missed the potential of like having like even just like a few scenes of them trying to reconnect after not knowing each other for so long. It's it's weird that they don't really get any time here. <laughs> uh, and and also speaking of that, Scorpio hugging Catra immediately before Catra can even say that she's fucking sorry for everything. Yeah. <laughs> like Scorpia, Scorpio, you called her bad friends. You should like, you know, fucking still hold her to that and maybe accept an apology from her at the least. <laughs> I get that you're a hugger and that you're also the best character on the show, but still. Yeah, but see, Catra doesn't try to kill her when she hugs her this time, so she knows it's okay. I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're almost done here, because Adora is basically just looking at the Sea of Theory covered in the magic sparkles, with some shots of like the Fright Zone also being covered in plants, and one of Madame Raz, uh, Raz uh, I don't know why I wrote Raz, I do remember her name is Raz now, saying that Mara would be proud, even though, again, she's not really been in the show since, like, I think near the end of season three? <laughs> I yeah, think. it's been a while. Was she, in se- was she in season four for an episode? Uh, oh, she was in the she was in the flashback. Yeah, with the one pies. Where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like probably the most interesting episode, honestly, the one that keeps jumping back. Yeah, and forth absolutely. The past and present. Yeah, yeah. That episode rolled compared to a lot of episodes. Really <laughs> interesting narrative structure too. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, after that, Adora and Catra are glad that Prime's gone, and they get hug tackled by Bone and Glimmer. And Adora says that they should go on one last Best Friend Squad road trip to bring magic back to the universe, and that's She-Ra. <laughs> it's kind of weird for us to be like, yeah, I guess this finale was alright. <laughs> it's it's weird that it's like, again, like, you would expect, like, I, I was always expecting that it's like, well, she has to, like, obviously, like, properly fight Horde Prime, like, right? Rather than just be like, well, I guess no. Everybody else fights the Horde minions, which makes sense, but it's like, Adora basically just grabs his face and is like, fuck you, bud, and <laughs> blap. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't mind that but, in a way. Like, I'm okay with there being an anti-climax to the fight, just because Prime is yeah, such I a guess. non-entity here, but it feels a little weird after this episode, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. I guess it's like, I mean, like... I, I guess it's just because of, like, the show itself. Like, I would not mind if there's, like, no fight against the Collector in Owl House when we get there in April. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, but, like, I mean, Lucy's whole thing has not really been fighting people. Like, obviously, they have to fight Bellows again, but it's like, maybe they, like, have a like, little scuffle with the Collector before King's like, no, don't do it. Don't, no fight. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Well, of course they're going to, because the Collector thinks they're there to kill them. Yeah, but, like, I don't need, like, the whole, like, yeah, let's fucking fight and fight kind of thing. Like, I kind of want it here because it's, like, Horde Prime's a dick. Yeah, but beyond (laughs) that, like, this whole show has been about actively fighting, and then at the very end, it's just not anymore. (laughs) 
And like I everybody but Adora gets to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like if the message were that there's other ways to do stuff and you can be redemptive and not have to kill people all the time, that's great. But that's not what happens. It just she doesn't fight him. The end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, again, like, everybody gets to do stuff except Dora here for the most part in these two episodes, because yeah. it's like, yeah, all the other princes get to fight, we, Double Trouble has a higher kill count than Adora. I guess Adora has one. <laughs> Double Trouble has two. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I don't dislike the show, I don't want to make it sound like I'm completely down on it, like, I do like that I finally got to properly watch it, after only having seen the first season beforehand, and riff on it and make a bunch of TV jokes, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, I don't know, I feel like it's like, yeah, it would probably have to be, like, a long time before I'd really probably want to watch any of it again, and it's like, well, there's, like, so many episodes that probably could kind of just be skipped overall, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Don't get me wrong, I'm glad we went back. I still like the show. It's probably, I wouldn't call it one of my favorites anymore. It's just, mm -hmm. as much as I loved it, and as much as it still means to me, it's just so light fare compared to the stories that I'm used to now. I, I don't know if I can yeah. really go back. Like, I've, I've seen people describe stuff like, oh, she where I walk, so, like, show, like, Owl House can run, and it's it feels way more like that, having watched Shira after yeah. having watched pretty much all of Owl House, at least as well there it is. Because it's, like, again, like, they, they spend so much more time on, like, the individual characters, like, they know, like, other, like, they know certain characters that's like, yeah, we don't need to focus on them as much, they'll be here in, like, a few times, like, characters like Viney and, like, Skara, where it's like, and even Basha to a certain extent, where it's like, yeah, we we don't need to spend as much time on them. They're supporting characters, it's like C tier. We'll check in with them once more in the final season, but that's it, right? Kind of deal. But they put so much effort on like all the main characters. I mean, like to be fair, like I would have preferred a lot more V than we got, but like the one episode that V is like the main focal point of, there's a lot of stuff with V. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it's like. And then it's like again, also like God. Remember, remember when Creepy Loose was a thing? When people were like, "Who the fuck is Creepy Loose?" <laughs> like ever since Gr Grom fight or Grom fight, and then it's like, "Oh, she's just the sweetest little silly snake girl." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yay, that's a, that's a nice twist on it. <laughs> but okay. it's like, yeah, it's like there, there's just so many characters in the show that like don't get anything ready to do, don't get character arcs, like. We we talked about it in like previous episodes where it's like Frosta basically might as well not have existed in this show. Yeah, Castasbella too. Like because after... like Frosta, Fr like Frosta got to be like a little antagonistic towards Adora, rightfully so because she was not being polite back in season one, and then she got to be like, yeah, I'm doing the fight with the people back in like the very first episode of season two, where I was like, uh, she can be the annoying like kid character. Turns out no, because she doesn't get to be a character. <laughs> Yeah, I think in all of this, Frosta got, like, two effective character episodes, and even then, those were, like, yeah. squelched behind other characters' stories, so... Yeah, like, Princess Prom was focused on, like, Catra and Scorpia infiltrating Princess Prom, and, like, the other one was, like, kind of more focused on Glimmer and learning to chill out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess you could arguably like... say that the one with Frosta and Micah was a character episode for her, but even then, that plotline just kind of yeah, ended really yeah, fast for no reason yeah i've heard just being like don't treat me like a kid and he's like okay <laughs> like all right cool done i guess 
But it's like, again, like, uh, Cassius Bella could have just not been in the show, I feel. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, she she had, like, I mean, we were counting at some point. It's like, oh, this is, like, her, like, fourth appearance in, like, the very start of season five. And it's like, <laughs> I get that she's, like, the the cool aunt character, and it's like, there could have been a lot more with her just being antagonistic towards Shadow Weaver, yeah. I feel. Like, she had, like, that bit of, like, nah, screw you, asshole, I'll be there to take you out. And it turns out, no, like, Shadow Weaver will just take herself out arbitrarily, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, why didn't we get Caster fight? <laughs> Wizard, like, Sorcerer's fight? Let do that or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But... Yep. Either way. Angela got out while the going was good, I guess. <laughs> She's like, all right, I am not going to have enough time to be a character, so I'll do this one thing. <laughs> Which was kind of sad, but also I, I didn't really feel that bad about it. Uh, she knew which way the wind was blowing. She had already been in two seasons where her only thing was, I get to yell at Glimmer or I'm not there. <laughs> Yeah, I get to be the mom who's like, you know, you can't do the rebellion even though you're here to help lead the rebellion. <laughs> but yeah. yeah um, and then... Overall, I think it's a lot of fun. I think I probably would have liked it more if we had been just binging straight through it instead of stopping to talk about everything. Because, like... Yeah, I, I feel like that is probably, like, one of the reasons why like you had such better memories of the show in general just because you were binging it compared to like i mean because like it's netflix show like yeah. you put out a season at a time so it's like i absolutely have, did like, watch all of season five in a single day so <laughs> yeah like you you would have that of like all right here's the saturday where i just watch all of the show fuck everything else <laughs> but it's like when you when you like watch it slower and like really like examine stuff and talk about it to a friend you're like oh actually hmm, a lot of this stuff in the show is like kind of glossed over or not handled the greatest <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah um case in point I, the the actively lesbian couples are at the main show who just seem so antagonistic towards each other <laughs> until they start making out every chance they get in the last two episodes yes yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean i think i would still recommend watching the show especially if you haven't seen it before it's still a good time but Maybe just don't stop and analyze every single step of the way, because I think that really killed a lot of the momentum that the show yeah. likes to build on. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I I wonder if I wonder if at one point during season five they or like even like in season four they were like, oh yeah, we think we're gonna get like a season six or something. Because like I feel like if they had a season six, they would have had more time to flesh out some of these things. Well. To my know. knowledge, there was never an expectation for season six. They knew five was the end, but there oh, okay. was a lot of talk for a long time about uh, a movie to follow the series, a movie that would follow the best friend's road trip as they went through the galaxy spreading magic oh, and so okay. forth. Yeah. And yeah, like, that, clearly that, that never like... happened, but... Yeah, that seems like something that like if Netflix was not being dicks, I assume is the reason why it didn't happen, because Netflix has just been being dicks for, like, the last half a decade. One can only assume. General. Like, you know, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, yeah, I could have seen that being, like, yeah, let's have, like, you know, Entrapta would probably tag along, because she's the one who knows how to really properly maintain the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, like, I, uh, I mean, a lot of the princes would probably come along just to be, like, we're here for the ride, too, because we want to see space. Yeah. And then, like, because it's, like, we should probably also, like, acknowledge them, because, like, 
Yeah, like at, at, at the least, Scorpio would come along because he wants to hang out with Catra or something. Well, if Scorpio is coming, Perfuma is too. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, Perfuma would come tag along for girlfriend too. Then. Yeah. It's like I, I'm guessing that like the like fact that Scorpio and Perfuma get together, and also that like uh, Kyle and Rogelio are a couple. It's like stuff that like Indy had to say afterwards because like there's like not much. Uh, I mean, there's like a little like line of like you look good or whatever that Scorpio said to Perfuma. I um, think. That like... actually leads into a segment that I had actually, uh, prepared, believe it or not. Oh, um, oh okay, fun. So I don't have anything from the 80s. Shocker. Uh, they haven't introduced any new characters for a while. But uh, <laughs> there are a couple of characters from the future that I can talk about. <laughs> oh, like uh, the, the like unofficial slash official like, kid. Indeed, yes. So... Um, Whose name, if I'm remembering correctly, is Flynn, I think? Uh, Finn, yes. Finn, right. Like the kid from Adventure Time. Uh, This is a hypothetical child of Adora and Catra. Uh, They are non-binary, they use they, them, and they are just the absolute most gremlin possible. Um, (laughs) It's really just like, what if we just took, like, little Catra and just threw Adora's hair on? (laughs) Yeah, basically. But with a side (laughs) shave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, like, well, I have lesbian moms, so I need the lesbian hairstyle myself, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so this was a hypothetical character created after the show. But before the show ended, this is actually why um, Perfuma and Scorpio ended up being considered a canon couple. Is because uh, Ray Geiger, the character artist who create, or designed Perfuma to be a trans person, you may recall, uh, mm-hmm. created this hypothetical unnamed child for Scorpio and Perfuma. Aww. And basically, that is again really, that is again really just like Scorpius hair and stinger on Perfuma as a kid. But pretty much, cute. Yeah, yeah. It's just as a, essentially the the plot of what happened here was that Geiger created this hypothetical character and just showed it to everyone and how cute it would be, and that convinced them to let these two be a couple. <laughs> so okay, that's that's how that became a canon pairing, even if it's not really okay. acknowledged yeah, so, in the show. So it was like so. Okay, so it was something that they like had an idea for a while. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. That's... Which I guess maybe is why there's that line of like Scorpio telling Perfuma that she looks good. Yeah, that's why Perfuma like, was going so hard on the we right. have to love her and trust her because she's the kindest, most nicest person ever. That's well, I mean, she's right because Scorpio is the best character of the show. <laughs> well, yes, but that, that's why she was so With that way. Lago second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cat introduced in the last, like, what, five episodes is the second best character, just because it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they'd played more with Milog's shape-shifting, because it, in the first yeah. episodes, it does that a lot, and then after that, it's just and kind of the again, one... Yeah. Yeah, I guess like I guess me like whole thing at that point is just making illusions to make people invisible, more or less. Yeah, basically. Being like, oh, you don't like they're not technically invisible. You just don't see them because I'm making an illusion around them that looks like the normal environment. Well, it's not even pure illusions because like it can grow and shrink. Remember when it turned into the like the house cat sized version of itself? Yeah. Yeah. So, it it's clearly got some physical, like shape-shifting body manipulation thing going on but yeah it just really doesn't mess with that at all mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so Shira. <laughs> Shira. uh we do have one question i don't know how much i can answer it though okay all right yeah 
Yep. Uh, our friend uh, M Healy at at M of Healy uh, messaged us saying, "Give the cast of Shira some appropriate Eidolon slash stands." And I have not seen any JoJo's, and honestly, I have not listened to much of any of the other Eidolon podcasts. <laughs> well, that's so. fair, but I mean, you've read the book; you know a little bit about what it's like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I mean, I, well, near the end of season five, Catcher obviously gets uh, what's called the uh, fuck. What was the one that my character used to have called uh, the Infiltrator? Like he obviously gets that, where it's like, you know, or maybe it's like a mixture of like Infiltrator and uh, the fuck. What's the other one I currently have? <laughs> uh, the one that's the physical object, where it's like it's uh, a virtuoso. real live cat that turns. Virtuoso, yeah, it's a it's a real life cat that makes me invisible. So I just uh, blended the two together. I'm not so sure about that because there's been a debate going down in the audio entropy Discord about whether sentient creatures can be made into virtuoso idolons for like the past few days. It's been a lot. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, if I were to save one for Milog, and this is just purely based on like. I mean, Milag would have to be beasts if they had their own, right? Or if it had their own. Yeah, yeah. But look, um, I'm going to say uh, it's called Laser Tooth Tiger, which is a, a victorious <laughs> song. And it um, helps oh, pursue wait, its animal wait. instincts by shape-shifting and turning invisible. There you go. <laughs> wait, can, can, I, can I suggest a different name okay, for it? Okay, what you got? It's, it's a tiger unaffected by gravity. <laughs> I'm not familiar, but okay. <laughs> uh, uh, from uh, fucking Don't Stop Me Now. I'm 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 saying the line wrong. The uh, uh God, what's it? What's, I, it was even referenced in one of my hero campaigns as like an enemy we fought. Well, I don't uh, know. Uh, usually the names are songs, titles, not lyrics. But I guess. <laughs> nah, I um, can't find it at the moment. But yeah, it's that part of like the tiger that's not unbound by gravity or whatever. Because. <laughs> I guess me like never technically flies, but like me like could shape shift. It it could fly. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm bad with me like pronouns. I don't know why it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Adora obviously has a real physical sword, and she's so good with it that when she uses it, she can turn into a giant space lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but what would that be? What would that Elon's name be called? Um, see, this is the hard part for me, because I don't know a lot of music, but, um... Yeah, me neither, is the thing. <laughs> That's why at least us going with animated was like, I know animated shit. <laughs> Especially Team Universe, which is what mine have been named after. <laughs> How about Dawn of the Brave? Does that sound okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that tracks. I don't know the song, but yeah, that seems like that would fit. Uh, it's from Vencanto. My... Oh, okay. Listen, I have very little music knowledge but what i do is like von kanto is a acapella power metal band so <laughs> that's yeah it's gonna be weird stuff for right. me oh i i don't know what playbook uh glimmer has but i thought of uh, the name of it okay. and it's uh it it's a xenoblade 3 reference it's a step away because she can just teleport a lot okay <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> It's a song about uh, having uh, the very real possibility of spoilers for Zenoblade 3, a person permanently dying, I guess. <laughs> uh, That's the song that plays during a montage in, in, in the end of Chapter 5, and it is hard to watch. <laughs> let's call her an infiltrator. Uh, her Eidolon cloaks her from detection by literally teleporting her away and attacks from concealment by shooting sparkles. Oh, yeah, that, that works, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's weird, because, like, normally when I would come up with an Eidolon for a character or a stand, I would want to give them an additional power, but all these characters already have powers, so... Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's really just trying to think of, like, the song and, like, the playbook that fits with them. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, um, early Catra probably has the, uh, the Inhuman playbook, I'm thinking, with, uh, Hate of My Life. <laughs> That's definitely not the case as she gets to the end of the series. In, in, in parentheses, it says Adora. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, it changes. I guess uh, later on, her Adelon's name changes to Love My Life. Uh, parentheses, Adora. <laughs> That'll work, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really know of one for Bo, but also Bo doesn't really have powers. He has trick arrows. This is true. Uh... Hmm, what's Bo's deal? Um, his Eidolon is a real physical crop top, and he's so good with it. <laughs> <laughs> that his abs always have to be exposed, no matter what. Well, that's a condition. That's, that's not a. No, yeah, yeah. That that's that's Bo's. Uh, that's a limitation on Bo's multi power, where it's uh, it's a, it's like one of those weird ones where like there's like a limitation in Hero called limited power, right. where you basically like create like. It's stuff like for, like, oh, yeah, fire powers don't work in water if I'm in water, because obviously, it's, like, stuff like that, like, anything not really covered by the book. And it's, like, Bo's, like, I can't use any of my trick powers uh, for my arrows if my abs are covered by a shirt. Um, my abs need to breathe. Maybe it's, like, a, a jack-of-all-trades thing. Like, when his when I'm wearing this crop top, then I can do anything if I say I can. Because he's the one who's always picking up weird new skills all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He, like, he eventually learns how to, like, undo some, like, first one's tech and stuff, like, when he's looking at the robots that Entrapped Ed made. Uh, I don't know what to call this. Uh, um, yeah, I got nothing here, because the thing about power metal songs is that they tend to be very, uh, burn in hell death dealer when humanity is gone <laughs> none of this is really appropriate <laughs> for Bo. <laughs> oh but it's all that's all uh, one of those would definitely be uh horde primes uh, <laughs> one, though. <laughs> i was thinking uh still alive for horde prime <laughs> uh yeah yeah still alive yeah because he just doesn't die until you like you literally rip his soul out of a person yeah exactly vaporize it apparently <laughs> um perfuma uh, I like when nature awakes for her. Um, uh, obliterates her enemies by just growing plants everywhere. That one's a yeah. I mean, I mean, Frost has like any number of different like frozen references, I guess. True enough. I think she's also probably a vanguard because again, she just mostly just punches people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we just need Scorpio, right? Uh, pretty much. Well, and Chapta as well. Oh, but, like, true, yes. And Chapta, I feel like, has too much overlap with Bo, just because, again, they're both, like, the, the tinker, artificer kind of characters. Well, I feel Although, like, because Bo well, kind of does a little of everything. Bo is a fighter, yeah. 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 Bo's just got 
points in every skill Bo- and but Bo Bo is like the weirdest fucked up multi-class where he just takes a level of every class because <laughs> he's like I just wanted to have fun with it yeah <laughs> our party is our, our part we have like a rotating cast of like 10 players I just want to fuck around and see what happens yeah <laughs> So it's like, yeah, I'll take a level fighter, I'll take a level of artificer, what about some ranger? Sure, toss it in. <laughs> no subclass at all, it's, a, it's single and not everything. You know what? Uh, Entrapta can have uh, Dawson's Christian, that's great, that's perfect for her. <laughs> uh, Dawson's Christian is like an old-timey sea shanty, but it's about spaceships, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that fits. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, if there's, like, any song about, like, being, like, besties for Scorpia. Um. Is, is she just literally It's the Best Day Ever from Spongebob? Is that her Adelon name? <laughs> Maybe. I was actually kind of thinking, uh, Barbie Girl, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that doesn't fit, because, like, Barbie Girl has, like, really, like, sexual undertones to it. <laughs> to some degree, I guess that's fair. Um, let's do... Uh, I can't believe we haven't used the queer gospel yet. Somebody's gotta... Oh, uh, Swifty, of course, gets the land of unicorns, so. <laughs> yeah, Swifty's the character who shows up maybe, like, in, like, three or four sessions of the entire campaign, though. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else for Scorpia, no, so. I guess we could say, um. Still loving you, give her uh, scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's like we're both not really music people, and also neither of us have seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so we really are not the best equipped to deal with like a question like this. <laughs> well, it's not even that, it's just. Because we're kind of threading the line between wanting to give them new powers and wanting to match up with the powers they've already got, it's weird. Yeah. And also because of my very specific music knowledge, like... I mean, yeah, I mean, literally one of the few things I could come up with was a song from a video game. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you wanted to give them all sea shanties, I could do that. It wouldn't make a lot of sense, but I know <laughs> sea shanties. <laughs> So, yeah, um, no, I think we're good there, probably. Uh, yeah, we did the best we could with what we have. <laughs> uh, actually, I changed my mind. Adora gets If I Die in Battle. Because <laughs> that's her whole deal. <laughs> that, well, that's what she gets in, like near the end of the campaign. Yeah, yeah. She decides to change playbooks and renames it. Well, see, the thing about If I Die in Battle is that it's like... It's a will, right? You're telling people what you want, but by the end of the the lyrics change to "I won't die in battle because my friends are with me." So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, thematic. <laughs> but specifically, that song names six friends. So I guess uh, I get once again Frost is left out. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. <laughs> okay. Um, uh... Yeah, so that's uh 
That's the end of She-Ra, yeah. Yeah. Do you it's have any kind of a weird thoughts? ending to it. <laughs> Remember, I guess, our coverage to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the future, but that's... Yeah. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll inevitably probably compare stuff that happens to, like, oh, yeah, like, stuff in she like, Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've, com- we've compared stuff to, like, stuff that happens in Avalos plenty of times, but also, it's like, that's the show that we started with. Yeah, we're kind of like, built on that DNA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's just kind of what it comes... It's a more recent show. It kind of tracks that, of course, we would compare stuff that's older to it. Yeah. Oh. Not to say that she was an old show. It ended only three years ago. <laughs> it's really weird to think that it ended like right around the same time she never ended. Yeah, she queer animation ended. is a really weird and bumpy road. But that's what we're here yeah. to explore. So, I guess we should probably talk about what's next, yeah? Yeah, we probably have some things to talk about, huh? Well, I mean, that can... One announcement at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, would you like to do the owner since it's your pick this time? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so we talked about this a few times and how we're going to handle it because it's slightly a shorter show, but we're going to cover Infinity Train next. And we're going to do only two episodes at a time because even though it's going to be shorter episodes, well, in theory, shorter episodes than usual, <laughs> uh, we basically realized if we tried to do like four in each, because they're like 10 minute long episodes, we would finish in only 10 weeks. <laughs> and that'd be pretty short for a pick. So we're going to do it as two. This way at least last 20 episodes. Yeah. So we yep. may get a little chattier in the future just to cover for it. And we may not. We honestly have no idea how this is going to go. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, because, like, I mean, things could change, it all depends, because, like, again, there are ten-minute-long episodes, so... Yep. Who knows? But, yeah, I I think that's just easier, though, to go with that, at least from the start, because this way we're not doing stuff like happens a lot with She-Ra, where it's like, we were like, we're covering the the finale of this season, and then the first of this one. Because that's just how our our schedule worked out. Whoops. (laughs) Oh well. And I do want to specify, so next time we're watching episodes 1 and 2 of season 1 of Infinity Train, we are skipping the pilot, because the pilot just kind of got repurposed into the series, so... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really just like the dog uh, car episode again, I Pretty think. Pretty much. More or less. I yeah. might watch that and bring it to the table when we have the dog car episode, but we're not going to do it separately. It'll just be something yeah, that's just, there for yeah. discussion. Yeah, just just if there's like uh, interesting changes or something. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I, know, I know Tulip's design like radically changed or whatever, but I, I'm pretty sure uh, one one and the dog king name, prince whose name I'm drawing a blank on. Atticus. Because... <laughs> Atticus, right. Because, again, just like with she I only ever watched the season, like, I guess, do they, do they call them books in Infinity Train, or is it seasons? I've always heard I them forget. referred to as seasons, but they might have I, I, internal... Okay. I, yeah, I don't know why I was thinking it had, like, a different term or whatever, but, like, I only ever watched the, the first uh, season as well with that, much like she uh, They do indeed call them books. Oh, okay. I guess I was right on the money there, because I was like, I was like, I think they called them books, but also they could call them something else, because book is kind of like the Avatar and Korra name for season. Yeah. So I was like, I could see them call it something different, like volume or something. Yeah, <laughs> turns out I was right. Yeah, I think part of that is like, I was a little bit initially bummed out to hear that, I guess, spoilers for Infinity Train, that they're all like, it's like, uh, fuck, what's the term I'm thinking of? It's an uh, anthology series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's like, I know, like, some characters persist and show up in other ones, but it's like, 
you know, Tulip doesn't show up after season one. Well, typically like, the way hey. the structure of the series works is that one side character in the current season becomes the main character of the next season. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I know I know certain things about a character I think becomes a major character in season two, who's introduced in episode in season one. Right. Which yeah, we'll get there pretty quickly in like what episode six i think that is or seven um <laughs> let's see one two three that'll be our episode four so okay yeah yeah so that's like episode seven or eight when that character is introduced yep. just again going based on memory of like when that character is introduced but it's like yeah i do know that they become a major character i know one one i think shows up in like season four but i don't think it's in season two or three uh no idea but i think we're just speculating at this point (laughs) yeah no but i'm pretty sure i at least remember people mentioning one one at some point in this future season i don't think atticus comes back though i think he's only in season one from my from what i remember hearing people talk about i will say this is a little bit of an odd situation because despite it being your pick i think i've watched more of the show than you have so that's (laughs) it's it's a little i mean yeah. yeah I mean, part part of it is again just like with Shira. Like, I was okay with like us picking Shira or you picking Shira because it's like, yeah, I would like to actually finally have a uh, reason to go and watch all that. And like, just like with Infinity Train, I'm like, yeah, I'm not as like, I guess, uh, I'm not as uh, bought into like basically being like, oh, all the seasons have to be about the same character. Yeah. Like, kind of like I was at the time when I watched that, and also like, obviously between then and now. There's been a lot of bullshit going on with WB, where they or HBO rather, <laughs> that they tried to fucking kill Infinity Train from the entirety of the internet for a while there, until they eventually put it back up yeah. in a limited capacity. What? So fuck them. We are watching this a lot. A lot of it is to just say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, I mean, saying fuck you to corporations is probably the best motivation we could have for doing a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, I'm really looking forward to that, and we'll get started on that with next week's show. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's going to be interesting because again, it's like w- way different structure, way different show. But it's like, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this because again, it's like I knew obviously like way more broader things about Shira. Like right. I had heard at one point that Angela died. I had also known obviously that Katadora is a thing, so it's like I knew that. Like, <laughs> Like I feel, I feel like part of it was like a little bit spoiled for me back when we had uh, Kyle on, but also it's like I would have caught on early on that they're like, oh, they're really pushing and trapped in Hordak, huh? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the yeah, it's gonna be fun. I, I'm curious to see what happens when we finish it. What your next pick will be? <laughs> um, I have a couple of ideas. I. I mean, obviously, I don't have anything finalized yet. That's still 20 weeks yeah. away, but... Yeah, yeah, you have, like, half the year, too. So. <laughs> God, yeah, it will, it will be, like, around August if we don't miss a lot of... If we don't have a bunch of bullshit happen yeah. <laughs> to either of us during the weeks leading up to that, yeah, that probably will be around, like, August or September. It's interesting, in a way, because, like, there are some shows that I've discussed with you picking before that have, like, moved mm-hmm. down my ladder now as a result of watching she not because yeah. I don't like them, but just because I, having watched Shira and seen how it works, I suspect they would be a little more along that line to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I, I think I think I might be able to suss out one of those that you're referring to, just based on it also being a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Which, to be fair, that's still a show that I'm interested in watching. At some point, we'll probably get to it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. 
it's I mean, it's kind of like one of those yeah it's kind of like one of those again things where i'm like oh it's like i know that at the time i was also thinking of thinking steven universe but it's like aside from that show being really long even though those episodes are also 10 minutes long each there's a lot of steven universe to go through <laughs> and like i don't see a lot of it is like kind of like throwaway episodes that don't really add a whole lot like a lot of them is like goofy shit yeah it's like yeah some sometimes the goofy shit has real fucked up shit in it too i mean like literally in the first five and or like in the first five and six episodes like they show like accidentally giving sentience to a costume that tries to force feed people fries which is horrifying <laughs> and also seeming figures out that he can transform parts of his body into cats and at some point goes full akira with it because oh god (laughs) (laughs) Uh he's 12 and doesn't know how to control his powers turns out (laughs) Uh but then it's like there's parts in that show that go like real fucking deep on like self-reflection and like awareness and a lot of stuff like that that eventually culminates in Steven Universe Future, which is all about him dealing with the fucking trauma of the other five seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh boy, that, that season finale of that show still fucks me up. <laughs> I guess like a lot of season, a lot of Steven Universe Future fucks me up. But again, also a lot of Steven Universe in general fucks me up. <laughs> well, we very well may so get there I, eventually, but we'll see. Yeah, that's a, that's the show I was watching when I was first having gender questioning. <laughs> Oh no! Turns out, makes you cry even more so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, mostly I think the reason I would be hesitant to do Steven Universe is just because of how long it is. But given that yeah. we're kind of locked in for the next three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro! <laughs> I was about to be like, wait, why? And then I was like, we, I was like, we didn't prepay that. And I was like, oh, right, this other thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess you should probably take that, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess I can do that if we want. So, we've talked before about, you know, cutting down our intros about how we were getting too long, too chatty, and that led to discussions of behind-the-scenes stuff, and what we finally came to is that we have been running for a little more than a year now, and it's we're still a small show, don't get me wrong. But we have decided that we are ready to set up a Patreon. So, as of when this episode goes up, this Saturday, I believe, is the plan. We'll be launching our uh, our Us Weirdos Patreon, which I need to look up the web address for, because that's important uh, to get wait, you. I, I have it bookmarked here. Uh, it is... Oh, wait, no, that's showing like the user thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on a sec. We're good at this. Um, How the fuck we do you don't have a URL yet because our page isn't published yet, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's showing user question mark U equal a bunch of numbers. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we will give that, most... put that up when it's ready, but most salient, we're, we're trying to keep this pretty small. We want our levels to be low, we don't want to, like, freak anybody out, because we are a small show. We don't have a ton of people, and we don't want anybody to feel left out. So basically, our two real levels is that um at the two dollar a month level we have an entirely separate podcast that's right we're doing a bonus podcast every week for two dollar patrons so we wanted to keep that cheap to make sure everybody had access to it but yeah it's it's stuff we really wanted to talk about and uh would you like to introduce this since it was your idea (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, we're, we're reading all of fucking Animorphs. That's right, we're reading all of Animorphs. <laughs> Which, when I thought of that, I didn't realize just how much Animorphs is. Uh-huh, yep. Because <laughs> there's a lot of Animorphs. 62 main series Animorphs books and two choose-your-own-adventure books, and we are mm-hmm. locked in for yep. all of it. Yep. So, uh, we, have not said, we have not said anything about the TV show, but also there are only two seasons out. Yeah, we're not doing the TV that. show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. Because right, it's like a lot of direct adaptions of the books, there would be no point. But yeah, so yeah. that's we are locked in for three and a half years because we are looking at the first couple of episodes we recorded. We did with six chapters per episode, and we're gonna bump that up to nine just because we want to take two years off the time of of how yeah, long it's gonna yeah, take to do this. Because turns so. out uh, these chapters are like two and a half pages long. Yeah. And if we continue that, only doing six. We did the math. It was gonna nine. take us like six years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we go to nine chapters a week, starting I think not this week, the week after, and then from there on it'll be three and a half years until we finish. The, the, the real, the real answer here is I didn't want to be almost fucking forty talking about Animar still. <laughs> I don't know why not. So, because I feel like that, like it's, it, it happens to me every year where it's like I'm like, oh no, I got used to being X age. I don't want to be X age, and then like a few months pass, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> and then it happens again next year, and I'm like, God, it, it just feels it feel weird being like I'm 40 and I'm still we still have like two or three dozen more books of Animorphs. So no, <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say it, but just detach yourself from the fabric of linear time. It's fine. And yeah, so that's our two dollar tier. <laughs> and then at five dollars, you will also get that podcast, which is called Animorphology, by the way. I'm very proud of that name. And yeah, it's a good name. <laughs> in addition to that, we- I'll also be doing a weekly gay book recommendation. It's uh, I will use my library powers for good to tell you about the queer books that are out there that are fun for you. And uh, which. Very helpful at this current uh, time because of all the bullshit with like a bunch of people like down in Florida taking a bunch of books off of uh, bookshelves at schools. Absolutely. Just just because they might be something like this is a real fa- like fa- fictional retelling of these two gay penguins that adopted a chick. Well, hey, okay, <laughs> like, let's put Christ, a limit on this now. Sexual. If you're a Republican, you don't get to subscribe to our five dollar tier, especially not if you're using yeah. it to spy on what books to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like by the fact that I'm pretty sure on the Twitter header itself we talk about how we're a queer podcast. I feel like most people wouldn't like most of those kind of people would not be subscribing to anything we do. That's fair. But uh that's not the only thing you get at the five dollar tier because uh Vivian <laughs> Yeah, I've been thinking about this for a while too, which is uh, I'm going to be doing a like weekly uh, fucking let's play of whatever I got on my PC, more or less, because I'm not going to buy a fucking streaming box for my Switch, uh, basically. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I had the great idea to be like, well, I never finished Gen 7 of Pokemon, so what can I do there? I'll play a fucking Nuzlocke of Ultra Sun and Moon, aka what are widely considered to be the hardest Pokemon games to Nuzlocke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fun time. I'd be like, like, there's parts of me being like, oh, I'll have to deal with this, and it's like me thinking, like, how will I deal with Ultra Necrozma? It's like, I gotta deal with, like, fucking things that'll wipe me out before, like Totem Araquanid and Totem Mimikyu before I get there. I got yeah. time to worry about fucking probably wiping to the fucking box art legendary <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so 
No, that's, uh, that's what we're looking at right now, and I want to be clear here, like, we're gonna do this stuff. It's fun for us either way. We enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. It's just, we pay money to host the show, and it would be really nice if we didn't have to. And I'm not yeah. saying mm -hmm. I want y'all to pay us, but, like, <laughs> if we could get some help offsetting the server fees, that would be awesome. So anything, anyone who'd be into it and subscribing would be much appreciated, but please, 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 please don't feel obligated. We know a lot of our listeners are queer folks, and we know a lot of queer folks aren't always in the best money situation. So just, you know, if you're into it yeah. and if you can spare it, we'd love to have you, but we'll, we'll be talking about goofy Animorphs books either way. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we don't have any plan on making us weirdos be behind a paywall. Absolutely. Us so weirdos like, will always be free for the, yeah. for the masses. You'll, you'll at least still get this, which is where we're going to have the most still, I feel like, just off-the-cuff bullshit. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, uh, our Patreon podcast is, like, actually focused. We talk about the thing and not yeah. Assassin's Creed and Star Wars. <laughs> yes, some, somehow when we did that second recording just the last weekend, we did not immediately divert to, well, how, how's your whole fucking situation been by? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we just skipped over that. Like, we mentioned it a little bit offhand, off air, but it's like, yeah, we didn't talk about it on air, because part of us knew that we were going to talk about it on this anyway, and also that's not what that the show is really for. Yeah. Oh, there is something else we should mention about anamorphology, and I'm I feel really bad for not saying it earlier, but we have a third co-host on that show that would be my friend Kate, who has been my friend for probably longer than anyone else I know outside my immediate family, and she is an actual smart person, uh, like a marine biologist <laughs> even. So, she knows a lot about science yeah. and can help us deal with this sci-fi in ways that my uh, creative writing degree can't. And <laughs> my in my English degree. Yeah, yeah. See, we're gonna get some real actual analysis going on this show. We, we had to balance out the bullshit with somebody who actually knows their shit. Yeah, that's why we're able to focus is because she can she can keep us on task. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's that should be starting up this coming Saturday, as of when you're hearing this recording. So, if that's a thing you're into, we'd love to have you. Whew. Yep. I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that commercial to go on so long. <laughs> nah, it's cool. I mean, I, we had to describe it. I got like excited talking about the Animorphs podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's been good so far. It's It's been, again, I, just for context's sake here, I had not seen any Animorphs or read any Animorphs besides like a few chapters of a Tobias book and been like, why is this kid a bird? Yeah, this uh, is another one <laughs> where you picked a thing for yeah. us to cover that I have... <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, hey, I pissed this, and then you were like, fucking sold, yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, a fr I yeah. know a person. <laughs> I was extremely an Animorphs kid. Like, I own yeah, all I 64 books in physical copies, so... Oh, boy. Yeah, for some reason, yeah, I just don't know why I never actually got into Animorphs at all. I, I distinctly remember seeing at least maybe, like, a bit of the first episode of the TV show or a commercial for it, because I definitely remembered seeing, like, uh, Elfangor's design in that. Yeah. But I... Yeah, like, aside from that little bit and, like, I said, like, reading, like, a few chapters of a Tobias book, I have zero context for Animorphs. Like, unfortunately, it's similar to, like, with she it's like, I've heard of some stuff that happens in the series overall, just because, yeah. like, it being, like, 20 years since the series ended. <laughs> Shit just comes up, unfortunately. 
Let me put it to you this way. I had the uh, the, the toys, the An- Animorphs, Beast Morphs, Transformers oh, toys. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the was level about, I'm was, coming at it was, from. I was, about to, I was about to say, I'm surprised those exist, and also, no, that makes total sense that they would make those. <laughs> yeah, they are truly horrifying in a way that somehow child me managed to get past because it had the brand I like on it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wonder, like, they have to make, like, actual, like, proper, like, Transformers that, like, full-on transform well. Like, you know, like, some, like, Gundam kids do that, and, like, the few Gundams that have, like, like travel modes. So, like, I wonder if they, they have to have done that at some point with Transformers kids, right? I'm just saying. Like, obviously, it's, obviously it's not, like, a toy, but it's, like, oh, boy, oh, boy, what am I about to see here? This is, oh, jeez. Yeah, this <laughs> is the Tobias figure. <laughs> They did nothing with the legs. It's they super legs. did. These just got bird legs. And, <laughs> and like the arms are just like it's just like parts of the, I guess the casing on the, the underside of the bird or whatever. But it's just normal hand, human colored hands, uh-huh. and the yep. rest is just green. <laughs> also, also, God, that fucking like mid morph face of him, like just fucking looking like Kylo Ren but with a beak or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I am extremely on board with this. I, I, this is one of my big, big cultural touchstones as a kid, so the fact that we're getting to do a show about it is just really exciting to me. <laughs> but yeah, um, yep. that's... I know that's been a lot, but I think that's our announcements for today. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I mean, just kind of timed out that we had to have two big announcements at the same time on the same episode. But hey, it's just how it works sometimes. Yeah, it sure is. But um, I think I'm done for today. Do you have anything to plug, Vivian? No, I mean, we, we've not been mentioning our Twitters for a while, so I guess we should probably do that at the minimum, right? That's fair. <laughs> Uh, yep, I'm I'm still at the underscore oblivion, which I had to look up and also remember how I pronounce that because <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, that's yeah. I feel like I get a pass. I mentioned it like once, I think, since I changed it to this, and also I've had a fucking couple of weeks. So yeah, bear with me. <laughs> still, still getting over that. It's been literally only nine days since I moved into my apartment. Absolutely, <laughs> new yeah. apartment, not obviously the other one. <laughs> And I am, as ever, at patch underscore jacket on Twitter, at nobody on co-host. And most saliently, this Saturday, the same day that our Patreon launches, is the first episode of the actual play show that I'm going to be on. Uh, the first show that's playing is a D&D 5e game that's been modified to work like Elder Scrolls, so you gain levels by doing stuff rather than just leveling up. And it's called The Artifacts of Romulus, in which I will be playing a Leonin Moon Druid who really just does not understand why God can't deal with his own problems. <laughs> that's, uh, Leonins uh, are the lion people, right? They sure are. And that'll be... Yeah. Uh, uh, let me look at the calendar. <laughs> Saturday, the first, the Saturday first of March. March right? uh, 3 uh, p.m. Yeah, Eastern Saturday, Time. Sa- Saturday the 4th of March. You are correct. I'm looking at the wrong month in my calendar. Saturday the 4th of March at 3 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash the transverse. Good name. Yeah, it's a a really great organization. They work to uh, make sure folks have resources to, uh, you know, take care of their transitions. They've got, like, lists of doctors and so forth, and 
They actually provide uh, stream security for trans streamers to keep them from getting hate rated, so I'm part of their original content. <laughs> Fun. I should probably also mention I'm at uh, Oblivion on this, uh, not Discord, uh, fucking co-host. Co-host, yes. I have not. I have not used it for a while. You haven't <laughs> chosted? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't even using. I haven't been even using the shared chost yet. <laughs> like I did, like one. I did like one chost, and it being like, haha, I have control of this now too. And then I totally forgot to like link the old, uh, the most recent episode on there. <laughs> Should probably um, actually do that. Okay, well, that's been a lot, but I've had a great time. And I think we should probably cut it here because we're at two forty-five. So <laughs> yeah, it's almost midnight. <laughs> All right. Um, it's been a blast, but yeah. Until next time. Yep. Uh, remember, uh, us weirdos, weirdos have, have to, to stick, stick together. together. Bye. Bye. I said bye too early. <laughs>